from the Isles of Italy to McCarthyism in Los Angeles. We're going around the world today in Fake Nerds Podcast Land. Welcome, I'm Ryan Leopolis, and I'm joined by my best buds in the world in episode 246, where we're talking about Luca and Snagglepuss Chronicles. Again, Ryan Leopolis, joined by Sparks Witty. Hey, 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 I'm and mildly uncomfortable about the amount my thighs show up in the show. Hell yeah, we're not changing that camera angle, isn't that right, Brandon T. McClure? That's right. Uh, why, 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 uh, why let the people miss the... Uh the thighs i mean it is fake nerds after dark it is it i think is, i was thinking late. about them so much because of the rock Luca? in that last trailer no oh, no yeah. we were both like just I, same, I did the same thing yeah uh uh we watched we watched the trailer with the rock in it and his thighs were exposed and his thighs are bigger than our entire bodies um <laughs> big man speaking of big men uh we got any news for us brandon i don't know why i called you a big man you're tall i don't know <laughs> i mean if you want to call me a big man that's fine <laughs> yeah saturday night there you go uh you know uh, take me to dinner first. Anyway, we oh. do have some links. Um, we have uh, mostly, we didn't do a whole lot personally. We're recording this a day early, so Ryan did not do a downright annoyed yet. Nope, nope, nope. Um, what's that? What is the movie this week? For... It's a great question. It's a great oh. question. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a Buster Keaton um, train movie from like the 20s. Oh, no shit. Right. Um, it's called Steamboat Billy. <laughs> Steamboat <laughs> Steamboat Willie Jr. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's a train heist, and it's called about. It's called about. No, steamboat? it's like, it's like, it's like a. He's on a train. It's like Steamboat Bill Jr. I you know what a steamboat is? Because I'm getting the feeling you don't. I do know what a steamboat is. Steamboat yeah. Bill Jr. Oh no, you're right. I'm talking about trains. He's like the trains. <laughs> I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Buster Keaton. Like he's on the train, but there's also boats involved. I don't know. I'm watching a movie. I don't know what it's called. You guys. You're going to be sorely disappointed if you thought there were going to be steamboats on that train. Oh, I hope, I really hope there is now. <laughs> uh, we do have, uh, it's, it, look, it's late, so you know, forgive us, guys. Uh, yeah. We do have some links in the description. Um, so for example, uh, my latest episode of Conversation, I got that out. Uh, that's with Reese Devlin from the Craig and Banter podcast. Um, he, he, he's, he came on the show and talked about his podcast and his fandoms. You know what Conversation's about. That's linked below. Um, I forgot who I'm doing next week, so I'll tell you then. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys aren't sick of E3, uh, Ben finally put up his Basement Arcade Pause menu episode where he talked to... Um, he's not here, uh, as you guys can see. He's he's sick. Um, he's sick. Definitely mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Definitely. Yes. So definitely he's... didn't forget that Ben wasn't here. <laughs> that did not happen. Sorry, Ben. It's late. He's probably... Uh, God, he could be watching us live. He could be. Ben, are you in the chat? I hope not. Go to sleep. I really hope he is, actually. But also, he could just be asleep. Um, He's is... like, they were supposed to start an hour ago. <laughs> um, but he talks to Adults Talking Anime and Patrick Brickhouse, right? Yep. Patrick yeah. Brickhouse of the Retro Blast podcast. Thank you. Um, I edited and... that. <laughs> and a beautiful job it was. That's <laughs> um, like, no he ain't here. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> um... Yeah, anyway, so that's up. That's up now. Uh, both video and audio of that is up. Um, and we also have our episode three of Loki. Uh, and episode four will be recording soon. So, so stay tuned for that. But that's it. it. Check it that's, out. We're not usually that. this behind on the Marvel fart, fake nerd watch shows, but they did a stupid thing that I hate and moved it to Wednesdays. And now we're blame constantly hate. behind. Blame those clones. It's not, not, it's not Loki's fault. It's the bad bad. I just, I just but, don't agree with this choice. But now it's done so well. They're, they're moving doing all it their for originals. all of them. I'm so mad. Thanks, about it. I hate it. It's made my <laughs> life so hard. Yeah, it uh, was so easy. Just drops on Friday. Done. Yeah, 
record yeah. record Saturday or Sunday and we're not that far behind and we had time and it was still fresh in our brains and I'm like man that was days ago it's amazing yeah. just what like a couple days can really do to a schedule it's funny yeah. that way it's yeah. incredible uh, but the, you know there's of course other links in the description for our T public uh, for our um, website uh, and our Patreon which as I mentioned last week our Patreon shirt has changed as of July 1st the Stephen King is your my is my best friend shirt is gone it's gone forever hope the you got it. The orders are in uh, with my, with my, you did, uh, with my, uh, my, my uh, person who makes it. What's the word of the person who makes your things? Your dealer. It's not, but I'll take it. Um, your, uh, you gotta be more specific than, you know, things. you order something and then they distributor. make it. Distributor. Thank you for our <laughs> distributor. Um, that's it. Uh, he is printing the shirts as we speak, so we'll get them soon. Uh, and but our new shirt was announced on July 1st. If you're obviously following our Instagram accounts and our socials, you've already seen it. But for people in the live uh show uh, or the replay, you, you get to see it as well. Here it is. Don't be a dick. Hey, doesn't variant. Space, space Jam come out this month? Oh man, oh, yeah, it's like we, that. It's like we planned it. Uh, yeah, that shirt's there for you guys who want to say, don't be a dick, but you don't necessarily want Ben's face on your chest. Yes. Uh, you the world. There you go. Real quickly, Mag just says, celebrated my sister's birthday today. Happy birthday to your sister, Mag. Very nice. Congrats. Maggot. Uh, <laughs> E-T-T-E. Yeah, yeah. yeah the feminine. Yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, Thank you. So, yes, that. Uh, don't new don't be a dick shirt this one designed by mike matola mike matola is designing uh, all of our patreon shirts at this point uh and he's been wonderful about it so uh you know there you go it's up I'm on patreon now. to make something for me eventually like right. he's just throwing out awesome designs like i'll take one baby uh he uh so yeah you can find him obviously at mike matola um we'll, we'll also speak more about him later in the episode and uh um that's on our ten dollars here and that will be up until October 1st, and then it's a new shirt. Spooky time! Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I should have timed that. I know That's what okay. the next shirt is, but it's not a spooky one. That's okay. There's always next year. <laughs> um, yeah, so yes. Three months, and then it's gone forever. So, check it out. That's all I got. Who wants to go first of their week? Why don't you go? I oh, always, I always oh, you start. want to talk about your nothing first, or I'll talk about my you nothing You start with your first. nothing first. Oh, okay. I'll talk about my nothing <laughs> first. Um, I did almost nothing that was like pop culture consumption. Mm-hmm. Most of what I did was uh, drive and work and train at work. And got Wait, was there a steam train involved? There was. Yes. There was a steam train <laughs> involved. I'm not even lying, <laughs> um, which is cool. But... Uh, a lot of my driving was done back and forth because both like um, I drove to Escondido twice this week because I was dropping off my fiance and picking her up because she was helping my sister-in-law to look after the baby um, because my brother was out of town and then um, getting to see Pi, friend of the podcast who came for a brief visit. So I spent a lot of time with him, but that was a lot of my downtime. that was outside of work during that time where I'm I was back. At- well, I was actually gonna I was actually gonna prime him up for something, but <laughs> I'll I'll wait. Um, okay. Uh, outside of what I was about to prime up, I played the Miles Morales game a bit. Okay, um, I did see you playing that a little bit. I did. I I went from 
I did almost no story mission stuff, and I went from 25% to 58% Hell yeah, it's collecting stuff. Just, yeah, yeah. just doing side stuff that I'm that I'm digging. Uh, that's a great game. Yeah. That's a great game to play. That's a great game to look at. Um, yeah, I, I did do a little bit more story stuff. I did, like, uh, I'm... I'm in a really like i'm excited for our discussion about it because i'm in like a part where i'm like I, uh, i'm frustrated i don't know how i feel i've had my first thing in the game where like i don't like the way you did this uh I, on a story i'm beat. i am i don't think it's a spoiler i'll just say like i don't like the way they handle the bad guy the uncle oh okay yeah like yeah. the reveal to miles yeah, who yeah. he is sure. I, di- I didn't think that was good sure i, I was uh, like that's pretty like Hey, this big revelation, and it's like, oh, cool. I'm just gonna like it's not a big roll deal. with that, and not think about it, or contemplate the the relation that that created in my family dynamic mm-hmm. for my deceased father or anything. I I'm will gonna... say, right it's, not, it's not like the game's very long, but I, uh, I I will agree. Maybe the the beginning stuff isn't isn't great, but I think the stuff leading towards the end with him is really good. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, yeah I'm yeah. open to it. I'm I'm open to it. I was just. That's the first thing where I've gone, wow, narratively, I just didn't like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And maybe it's because they just, like, when they were tackling it, they went, well, we can't be Spider-Verse, so I guess it's not that important. And I'm yeah. like, I get it, but yeah, uh, yeah. that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Morales, we watched Loki. We're not talking about that yet. Uh, honestly, the only other thing that I was going to mention is that Brandon did this too, which is what I was going to prime him up for, which is that we both uh, put our hands on an Oculus Quest nice oh, uh, yeah. this past weekend and had our first vr experience very first that. time yeah that was um, pretty cool right uh very unique um i i can definitely see where like me personally uh i both like what i really want out of that and what i fear out of that is doing like resident evil 7 oh you will die because it's horrifying yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. uh like the, the vr on that like that's what i'd live for and that's also what terrifies me um but but you know i still didn't what we played was like um I don't know what the name of the game super is, hot? but it's the it's the shooter rhythm game. So Oh, no, okay, I don't know that. It's not super hot, but it's uh Beats uh, per minute? Maybe. Bullets um, per minute? BPM? Bullets per minute? Yeah. yeah. We talked about that game when it was announced, yeah. Um that's what Brandon and I played. It's cool. Um it's it's a really nice VR experience. I can see where there's a lot of value in in getting to do it, especially if it's something like you'll actually put some time in. There's actually a sincere workout. It feels more true to like the athleticism of what they promised on the Wii is actually accessible in VR. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh, I still don't know that there's a, any world where I spend the amount of money to do it properly. That's that, the only uh, thing. Yeah. That I get back enough out of it for the amount I would spend on it. Yeah, that's... So a, I'm like, I got... I own all the systems yeah. uh, right now, and I struggle to get the, enough out of the them. The thing for me that that's really great, especially with PlayStation, is uh, most games that are coming out uh, are VR... Uh, supported for free so games like no man's sky games like hitman games like resident evil you can buy those games that you can play fully in vr for free you don't have to pay right you don't skyrim, have to pay a different skyrim thing. you have to buy skyrim vr but sure. like a lot of developers are just like hey if you have it you can play it in first person and it's again resident evil that's a really appealing advantage yeah yeah brandon you think you're about to say something sorry but now you're drinking so this is awful oh no i'm sorry <laughs> I, uh um a little out of breath because i had to run down and get my charger because it's terrifying when you're doing a live stream and your computer says one percent that's pretty bad so my bad i yeah the oculus was really cool uh i don't recommend doing it high like i do that's the only time i would ever (laughs) because i um i mean i'm a really expressive person anyway but when 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 pi took it off of my face i could not tell what reality was for a second oh yeah yeah i get you yeah I definitely, yeah, did, I definitely did one of those like uh, 
Oh yeah, here, let me just get that for you when he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, downright, downright nerdies in the in the, in the chat. Hello, sir. Uh, good Thank to see you. you. Evening, gents. I'm looking forward to Omni VR when it comes out this year. What is that? I have no idea. What is what is this, Mister Mister Technology over here? I don't know. Let's look. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the the VR experience was probably one of the major things I actually got to do. That's outside of anything we're already going to talk about for this podcast. Oh my god! So Omni, it's a treadmill that you run on. It's a thing from Ready Player One, but it's real. So oh. you can actually do VR. Oh baby, that's oh Michael, you shouldn't have shown me that. That's a thing. That's too cool. <laughs> that's too expensive, but that's amazing. Damn. Yeah. Guys, the future is now. That's what that's what Ryan's waiting for, uh, for a new house for. Oh my god! Um, (laughs) green screen room, yeah. 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 Okay, got you, got you. Um, yeah, I think the only other thing, uh, like I I got to dip into, I literally logged on to Fall Guys to buy an outfit. Um, I dipped into Fortnite for like a hot second. I dipped into Fortnite so I can have Loki. (laughs) Because Loki, yeah, yeah, I Loki. Loki looks great. What outfit? What outfit on Fall Guys? Uh, Avengers, the Ooh. Marvel Avengers film is that, and that's the crew. So if you get Fortnite crew anytime, no, 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 right. month, Fall Guys. You said Fall okay. Guys. You bought a suit. Oh, sorry. Um, it's uh the Among Us sprout. So with the plant mm. coming out of the head. Cute. Cool. Uh, that went up yesterday, literally yesterday. Um, so I logged in to get that. Uh, I think I dabbled on my Switch for like a hot. 10 minutes because i had some downtime and i took it with me somewhere yeah um but honestly like there just hasn't been a lot of time um for that kind of stuff i did finally like i i updated and downloaded a whole bunch of things on game pass and that kind of stuff because i finally fixed my hdmi cord that cats chewed through but that's that's pretty (laughs) much me i did not have a lot of time this week because uh all of my time was consumed by like these other social friendship interactions that were needed or driving or being at work yep um I played some more Avengers because that's my downtime game. That's my podcast game. Um, I read one comic book and that was Sword Number Six. Sorry, I read my book club, but I read Sword Number Six. Um, that book rules. Sword continues to be incredible. Um, I still need to go to the store. I still go to the store. No, I still need to go to the. <laughs> store. No, I know. I still go to the store. Do I read those comics? I'll tell you later. Um, no, honestly, that's all I did. I watched. I started to watch. Um, so I watch a lot of like Kitchen Nightmares and like on um, those shows, but I started watching this thing called Bar Rescue, and it's not as good. The guy who runs Bar Rescue, he's like a Gordon Ramsay, but he's an American, and he's he just yells a lot and he's really mean, but not in like the fun way. He just like yells at people. So I'm not gonna watch any more Bar Rescue. I just thought you guys should know. Do you remember the mole that we watched that one episode of yes, with Katie and Megan? I do. The first two seasons just went on Netflix. They want uh, Megan wants us to watch it with her. Oh my god, yes. Uh, the mole is this really old <laughs> oh. reality show. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you want to see a young, um, what's his name? Uh, CNN correspondent with white hair. Oh yeah, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. A- Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Anderson Silva is a MMA fighter. <laughs> That's so good. Um, you still got me there, so it's it's all good. The uh, uh, the Mortal Kombat Conquest. Uh, TV series is on HBO Max now. Oh shit! Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I, kinda... oh, yeah I, watched, I watched the first episode on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. That's well, right. now you can watch it in the same quality on HBO Max. Hell no! Sorry. Because there's no way they remastered that. Sorry, Kong Lao. Um, did I do anything else? No. I just I really like I just I really like playing Avengers, and I just play it for like an hour every day because like there's daily things to do. Um, I'm just like, like Iron Man looks really. Sick. Oh, I I did talk about this last week, like I uh, vaguely like. 
I, I listen to a lot of podcasts on my drive, but now I'm listening to podcasts when I play Fortnite by myself nice. because I've put Spotify on my PS5. It's so good. And it makes it so easy mm-hmm. to just put a podcast on and have it right there with your game, like just the whole time. I'm like, this is amazing. The future. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. All right. I guess my turn. Go ahead. Yeah, I got nothing else, babe. I also didn't really do a whole lot. I spent, unlike you guys who are busy, I spent most of my week in a fugue state. Um, mm-hmm. And going to a funeral where I said, yep, that's a dead body to the dead body. Well, you're not wrong. Don't, don't recommend doing that. No, no inaccuracies here. Um, but I watched a lot of wood turning videos on YouTube. A lot of what? Wood turning. Remember when I was really into, when I remember when I got into blacksmith, really into blacksmithing. Work? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. now it's wood turning. You get this like you get this like thing, and it's like a pick, and like they spin the wood on the thing, and they like they like make stuff out of it. It's really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, it's nice and zen, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I watch it to go to bed. I'm so happy that the internet allows for those kind of things where like you just want that as background or to like decrease your anxiety and beyond because yeah. like no television channel would ever just continuously run stuff. Like my that. one of my favorite shows growing up was a show called How Did This Get Made. And yes, I love that show. It's literally just how are pencils made? How yeah. are donuts made? How are cars made? And yeah. I'm just like, here's the entire process, and it's just a nice soothing narrator. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah show me how, how how this is made. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they they'll pour resin on the wood and make something and make the wood like perfectly circular, and uh, they'll make the resin like all like goopy and swirly inside. Brandon. And then- you need to get into glass blowing, my guy. Watch videos of glass. I feel like that's the next thing. You, know, I'm doing. you lose your mind how cool like vases can become with glass and stuff. Yeah. Um, odd taxi. Anime Max odd taxi. Is... All right, Mag. I trust you. Interesting. Okay. I'm putting um, it in my list. Speaking of anime, if there are any taxis involved, though, I'm out. Speaking of anime, I started Godzilla Singular Point. Woo woo woo! Uh, I'm five episodes in, and I really like it. I'm not sure wow. I get it. But I really like it. I watched one episode of Castlevania. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm a little over halfway done with the season. No joke. I've started the first episode three times. I bring this up only to say that it has a really climactic, important character fight. And it's probably some of the worst animation that the show's had Ooh. In, in its entirety. It's really not good. It's a bummer. That's a bummer. Uh, Downright oh. Nerdy in the podcast saying he's got to go. Uh, got to run, fellas. I'll be finishing the show tomorrow on my drive to PG. Have a great 4th. Thanks, Have bud. a good 4th of July. Uh, you, say hey to all those in Pacific Grove. All the homies. Um, so I did start Godzilla Singular Point. Uh, I really like it, like I said. Um, I love the animation. I really like the new monster designs that just made Anguirus. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a really cool new design that I'm into. I'm excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're... Yeah, I'm not 100% sure I understand it, but I, I think that's kind of the kind of the point. You got to like sit on it for a bit and think about it. I felt much the same with This is going to sound really weird because they're both made by the same person, but it feels very much like Shin Godzilla meets Evangelion. Hmm. Oh, sure, okay. okay. Um they as an anime, you know, tackling the things that they're that they're tackling like heavy weight heavy weighted themes. Um Yeah, I really like it. I'm really into it. Uh, I did want to sidestep back into that Castlevania thing for a hot second because I didn't just oh remember it. I, I, I actually did want to say something about it. it's it's it really bummed me out, guys. Um, this was a really important fight, and I was like watching it. I'm like, this doesn't look good. Why doesn't this look good? And here's the thing: like they're clearly doing the animation thing where like a lot of the they're doing a lot of freeform movement, and so 
a lot of like the swift action of their bodies and the like landscape, they look really good. Those look really good because they're moving fast, they're moving quick, and they're doing all this stuff. So they're making the fight like feel impactful in that way. I get why they're doing it that way. The problem is that the character models are losing the detail uh-huh. because oh. they're doing that. This is like uh, when Dragon Ball Super first came out in the early episodes. Like people would do freeze frames, and Goku's like got practically a smiley face uh, <laughs> right. drawn on him when you freeze it because it's like in action. Like the motion of the body looks good, but the detailing on the on uh-huh. the this is what happens. Mm-hmm. uh in castlevania and it made me really sad Aww. um for such an important battle uh you said you're halfway through it i'm a little over halfway okay. now i i have heard that like it, this the, this season has the best fights at the end and yeah. maybe they were they were just cutting corners to get I, to it's there. just a bummer because yeah. this is like this is the death of a major character yeah i'm not gonna say who but this is the death of a major character that's a bummer uh huge major death and that fight a big chunk of it looks bad the character models look sloppy in the midst right. of beautiful motion. Uh, bummer. That's a stinker. big bummer. Uh, yeah. That sucks. yeah. I, I, I don't know when I'm going to talk about it again. Cause I don't know if we're going to do like a, a whole Castlevania detox at some point or something, but um, got that new show coming too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, that shocked me because up to this point I've been like, Looking man, Castlevania just like knocking it out of the park this season after season three kind of left me a little cool. And that was like a lot of writing stuff. And yeah. then this animation just like, Whoa, what happened? Um, yeah, real wild. Anyway. They pushed all those guys over to He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Uh, I also watched and caught up to Lego Masters. There's only four episodes. And I talked about it last year when it first came out. This is the Lego reality show with um, Will Arnett. Um, yes. I, I still think that's a really cool... Um, uh, what's it, What are they called? Reality TV show. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of game show. I, I really... I'm really into the. I'm really into it. Uh, there's some really cool characters, and I love watching everyone build all these things with Lego freehand. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, nice. And then I finished Sweet Tooth. Uh, nice. The show. The show. We are in different places now. Right, because you just comic, finished the comic. <laughs> I'm waiting to finish the show, and you finished the show. <laughs> um, I already uh, know, based on what you posted, that they're they didn't end it. Because it doesn't end properly, right? There's, there's... no, there, there's room. There, there's t- intended to be another season. Yeah, wild. Uh, Literally, wild. Yeah, I really like it. I thought it was great. I was crying by the end. I'm um, glad. I'm, I'm excited to keep it up because I like I, it. Yeah, I wanted to talk about it, about that kid because I think he's excellent. Um, the the amount of like joyful optimism and why and you know wide eyed wonder in that in that kid. He's so good uh, in that role. Such perfect casting um, for for what their version of Sweet Tooth because he is very different than his comic book counterpart, as we discussed in our episode. Yeah. Disgust. Um, yeah, okay, that's the kind of stuff you get on a Saturday night here at the <laughs> um, Yeah, it's it's really great. You know, no surprise. I really hope it gets a second season. There hasn't been any word yet, um, but it, it hopefully won't be long now. I wish so badly that Sweet Tooth wasn't on netflix only because i i'm so anti the binge model right now Uh yeah like i obviously don't have the time i just told you i'm a little over halfway through castlevania it's so Uh, much easier when they just release it one at a time (laughs) it really is and it's really funny because while pi was here i had a discussion with him about it he's like man i just wish those marvel shows would just drop the whole season at once and i'm like boy (laughs) oh my god yeah oh god can you imagine yeah 
I could. Um, it be, wouldn't it be as fun? <laughs> I also don't really like to binge. I know I just fin- I told you I just finished the TV show, but we were doing like an episode a day because I don't like I personally the reason why i'm against the binge comes from a very kind of visceral place where i just kind of feel like i've wasted my time watching more than two episodes of something i don't mind like doing binge on my my schedule like yeah. if i fell behind and i need to catch up that's on me but like yeah. when the when, the, the when so many shows just drop at like here watch the whole thing and i'm like i don't have time we've like, definitely what are you talking about we've also definitely talked about this before but like like stranger things was the first one to really to really like oh you have to watch the show this whole weekend Yes, and like there was a couple of years where like I didn't mind that, but now that I'm older and I don't have the amount of time that I do, like it's the impossible. Netflix, the Netflix shows also like really, I think they ground me mm. into the dust, and like it wasn't yeah. those shows' fault that was the Netflix model, but like that like by the time we got to the I, end of them, I got it got too hard, even though I wanted to watch them, yeah, to keep up, yeah, uh, with with them dropping in binge models and made them no longer relevant to the conversation. Honestly, true. You mean the Netflix Marvel Marvel shows? Yeah, Defenders, right. Punisher. I, I have the same issue. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think it's any fault of the shows specifically. No. Um, I think where those shows, like, internal flaws came from. Again, this is even also from the Netflix model. They wanted standard 13-episode shows, and those shows never should have been forced to be 13 episodes long. They should have been allowed to be as long as they wanted to be, yeah. um, which is more comfortably probably 8 to 10. Shocking. All right, shall we do our bread and butter? Yum yum, imatama. New record. What did you say, Sparks? I said twenty-five minutes. New record. Oh wow! Uh, back to the old days. Get the heck out of here, Ben! I don't need to hear you talk about Lego Mario for thirty minutes. Sorry, <laughs> it is really cool. Though. I love it. I'm glad he's happy about it. Um, so we do have some sad news up top. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Sherman, who was an assistant and longtime collaborator to Jack Kirby, um, who also worked on comics and shows, um, most notably with Filmation back in the day when they were doing the Star Trek animated show and then the Shazam live action show. Oh, um, wow. We're talking like old stuff. Yeah. Old stuff. Um, he passed away this week at the age of 72. All right. Rest in peace. And then uh, I'm actually kind of bummed Ben's not here for this one. Um, Felice Sampler. Um, who played most notably Mimi from the Digimon Adventure series. Oh, okay. Uh, she passed away this week at the age of 67 due to a heart attack. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I remember Mimi, yeah. That original, yeah. That's yeah, she was the one with the hat and mm-hmm. the cactus. Gotcha. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, really like that, that was the Fox box dub? For Fox. Whatever, whatever dub came out in America, yes. Four kids, yeah. Four kids, yeah. Four kids. And she also continued to play Mimi into Try and uh, uh, the most recent film. Sure. Excellent. Um, Okay. Moving into some other things. Uh, A lot of projects decided to start this week. Uh, And so when. It's almost like the pandemic is slowly, slowly coming to an end. Slowly. Not around. Here comes the Delta variant. Here comes, yes. (laughs) Gene Louise. Right. So. A lot of production started, and, and when there is a lot, I like to kind of highlight them. For so, for example, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom started filming. Ooh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the same day, John Wick Chapter Four also started filming. No. Um, Aquaman, the the code name for it is like Necronus, and that's one of the uh, that's one of the 
um, civilizations uh, that it's not Atlantis. So it's going to be about dealing with rival like like civilizations uh, under the Earth. And I'm like, it looked That's like it was cool. in the Arctic. It looked like it was in the Arctic. Yeah. Cold stuff. Pretty excited. Oh yeah. John Wick Chapter Four started filming the same day, and on the same day, the the sequel to Knives Out also started filming in Greece. Oh my God! You see his high pants? You see those high pants he was wearing? Love it. Love it. <laughs> Uh, he, you know, one of the things I really like about Knives Out is it was the first time I ever saw Daniel Craig comfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's always looking like, yeah. right. And, and James Bond, he's got these really tight suits for his, so his muscles, that muscle yeah, definition. Yeah. But Knives Out, he's just in an overcoat. He's got a relaxed suit on. He's having a good time. He's vibing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see more of that. Uh, Brian Johnson says the next Benoit Blanc adventure is filming. So beautiful. And Ethan Hawke was spotted on set. Kind of wish that it wasn't on Netflix. Not gonna lie. I agree. Yes. yes. I, I have a feeling they'll put it in theaters, though. I have a feeling they will as well. I just don't love that. Ah, uh, yeah. But you yeah. know who got super paid? Ryan Johnson. Ryan yeah. Johnson. And that's, that's all I could ever care that's, about. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ethan Hawke was spotted on set, so he's in this movie. Wow, the Hawkster. It's crazy. And, and uh, uh, retraction from last week, Samara Weaving is not in this movie. I was fooled. So okay. everyone else is in it. Everyone else in the mother is in it. So, mm-hmm. and then finally, the last of us started filming the TV series on HBO. Oh my God. That's really happening. Yep. And that's they, exciting. yeah, they did it with the picture of the openings of like, you know, they're in the car with the little girl in the back. Is there a picture of that online? Yeah. Keep talking. Yeah. And okay. they, just cast, they just cast Joel's they daughter. Just cast Joel's oh, daughter. Uh, who is the who is Nico Parker from Dumbo? She was the lead lead girl in Dumbo. Oh, the little the little yeah. mouse mm-hmm. or what? Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, so she'll play Sarah. Incredible. That's cool. That's really great that that little girl's getting work. That character is in that for probably seven seconds less than but she's uh, important but she's important but she is important oh my god this show's really happening and tommy's there oh this is crazy right last of us is like the one of the greatest games of all time and it's just like oh my god like they can't mess it up man they really can't oh man have faith i i do it's the chernobyl guy um okay some uh star wars news star wars visions dropped this today uh i almost missed it uh, oh, this yeah. is the first look of Star Wars Visions and a breakdown of what all these uh, shows uh, episodes are going to be. Um, so we're going to get uh, episodes called. Sorry, the... sorry, real quick. Visions is the anime. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, nice shows. Star Wars. The, the so the duel uh, by Kamikaze Dauga. Um, who from JoJo's uh, Bizarre Adventure? They do JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh god! Dang! Oh my god! Star Wars JoJo. Um, they have a short. Uh, so their short will be produced in black and white with occasional splashes of color, and will focus on a story of self-sacrifice for the greater good. The oh short god. features new characters designed by Taka- Takashi Okaza- Okazaki, who previously worked on Afro Samurai and Summer Wars. Oh hell yeah, baby! Okay. So. They were there's there's some footage of it already out. It's incredible. Yeah, it's the so they released a a a like a a, a, a first look and it had some talking about visions and, and also shows a ton of still frames of the show and they look incredible. Yeah, I was trying to find some for for Sparks here. Um, it's incredible. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, Lop and Ocho uh, is Golden Camwet Camuis. Oh yeah, it's real. Okay. I'm just showing him the trailer. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So Golden Golden Cam, Camwiz Gene Studios uh, will produce the second story, which has a more comedic tone and a cute, colorful art style. Don't know much about that, but I think it's about droids. Sure. Judging by the first look that I saw. Uh, and I apologize. There's going to be some of these names that I just can't pronounce. Uh, Tattooing Mapsity by Studio Col Colorido. Uh, this short will be will be done in the style of a rock opera and will feature an appearance from bounty hunter Boba Fett. Uh, Colorado previously produced 2020's A Whisker Away and the anime adaptation of Tidal Kubo's Bleach spinoff, Burn the Witch. Tight Kubo. Tight Kubo. Sorry. There's no L. It's okay. That's, you're right. There is no L. I don't know why I saw that. <laughs> yeah, Tight Kubo is a creator of Bleach. So. Got oh, it. nice. Um, the Elder and the Twins. Uh, this is two shorts now. Uh, created by Studio Trigger, uh, and true to Trigger's okay, trademark, so that's, that's what that first yeah. one is. Yeah, okay. uh, true to Trigger's trademark over-the-top style. One of the shorts will apparently feature a lightsaber battle fought on top of a flying X-wing. I was uh, like, that just looks like kill a kill yeah. lightsabers. Yeah, I'm just imagining kill a kill lightsabers, and I'm not mad at it at all. So, the twins will. The twins this is the second one. Will be directed by Gurren Logan's Hiroyuki. Hiroyuki. Imeishi, Imeishi, Imeishi. Sure. All right. Um, while the Elder will be directed by uh, Masahiko Atsuka, uh, best known for his work on Furikuri and Little Witch Academy. Wow, dude, this is like they're really going for this it. This is so. This is like what I needed to hear because when you say yes, they're going to have a Star Wars anime show, I'm like, I mean, okay, this out. But usually, what that is usually is like we're generally getting people who are coming in doing it like a big company thing. And they're like, I like anime, this, but I don't make anime. This sounds I like, like anime. And then they're definitely, this is people who make good anime. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like love, death and robots, but for star Wars, exactly what it sounds really like. High profile for anime like creators. the highest. Oh uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, and this, it doesn't stop. Uh, the village's bride, which is a new short, another short or episode. Kine Kinema. Citrus, the studio that produced Tokyo Magnitude 8.0, will create The Village's Bride, which will be a bittersweet story about an exiled Jedi and a young bride in a small village. The short will feature a score performed with traditional Japanese instruments. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. This sounds awesome. Uh, Aka, Akakiri, Akakiri. This is... Oh, so okay. I'll just read this whole thing. The Night is Short, Walk on Girls Science, Saru, is producing a short called Akakiri, which tells the story of a Jedi who meets a princess. The short is directed by animator Anyong Choi and is inspired by the works of Akira Kurosawa. Science Saru is also produced, is producing a second short, TOB1, which is about a droid and is said to be inspired by and have a similar tone to Astro Boy. Toby. T-O-B-I. Toby. Yeah. Astro Boy? Oh my god, this sounds so cool, dude. Oh man. And finally... The Ninth Jedi um, production IG will create the Ninth Jedi, a story that focuses on the daughter of a legendary lightsaber smith who has to deliver new weapons to a group of Jedi who may not even be alive anymore. The short will be directed by Ghost in the Shell standalone complex's Kenji Kamiyama. Dude, come on! This is like we're not worthy. It's like when all those, <laughs> it's like when they announce all the Star Wars comics, and you're like. Oh wow! Like they're getting like Jason Aaron and Kieran Gillen and like Charles Soule and like all those Star Wars comics are good. I'm like, that's the thing. Like Disney puts 
puts the people that needs to be there. Like they bring the talent. This is man. this is like the anime equivalent of like, yo. So we're gonna do some Star Wars shorts. We're bringing in some high profile people. So let me welcome to the stage Martin Scorsese and like, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Like that's that's like what you're doing in the anime world. This is like more impressive. Like each and every one. Like this is like they're really really trying. Um, this was so interesting seeing because like Spark said, like normally when you think about anime, you know, it's a no offense to the studios who make the Netflix anime, but most of them are Korean studios because Japanese uh, companies don't normally go out and do do other things. They don't. Um, they don't just like, I'm not even I'm not even knocking that. Like just like there's a lot of op, uh, times it, it, this is not common in recent like any recent memory I can think of. But, you know, up to like a, over a decade ago or so you get like a big company that's like we're gonna do the thing but we're gonna do an anime of it mm-hmm. Ooh. and then like pull in that crowd but when they do that they're just having the same people who do the thing before make an anime yeah um a great example of this is supernatural the anime oh <laughs> right oh right i remember that right so there's supernatural the anime which is the like first season adapted into an anime and I thought that was a joke. And it was no, that's real. Um, and it was, you know, the 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 WB at the time took uh, uh, the that it wasn't even that was it. It was UPN anyway. Whatever. It was um, made. It was made in the vein of those Marvel animes yes, that came out. Yes, exactly. Those are good examples too. Those are not like these these anime studios where like what they make is an anime. Wow, uh, this is real. It's made in house, but it's made in the style of anime, right? Yeah. That, that's what I thought this was going to probably be mostly like. 22 episodes. I am incredibly pleased to be wrong. <laughs> Wait, there's 22 episodes? <laughs> they did the whole season. What? That's unbelievable. They literally took the first season and made it anime. So you oh know how they're turning the lighthouse into a manga? That's... This my is, God. This is I, the opposite of that, but bad. God, I saw that panel and it messed me the up. The Will and the Foe. Do you know about this? You yes, I saw this. God, anyone out there, like, if you like Junji Ito, Junji Ito is making The Lighthouse, the manga. Like, With Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, this was really exciting. Um, just, I love a lot of these studios, the projects that they've done, especially Studio Trigger. Um, so that's just I'm, so cool. Never, and apparently I, I, they, they approached Lucasfilm, like, a, approached anime studios and said, do you want to do a Star Wars short? No, that's great, it. because, like, that's the step that usually in these circumstances they don't do they're not willing to actually like engage with the people who actually make the thing that they're commodifying off of yeah but this is this is wonderful i didn't think they were going to go this far and if they did i didn't think we were going to get multiple major animation studios and animators these people who are high profile who make the anime you love to talk about the most uh that's awesome like the names the names you listed are like literally like it's a royalty it's anime royalty yeah like this is it's anime Martin Scorsese. Yeah, like uh, you, you did it. You, you're doing great. Do we uh, know when? What, last thing, do you know when any of this is happening? When it's coming September out? September twenty second. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend watching the um, the first look. It's some gorgeous animation on display. Mm-hmm. All right. That's on to something probably less exciting than that. I probably should have ended with that, actually, considering how hyped that was. I just didn't. I just. I didn't know everyone who was involved. Uh, yeah, matter. I had no idea. That was wonderful. Um, okay, well, Batwoman was in the news the, this week. The the TV show. The TV, TV show. show. Got it. Yes. I'm behind. Go ahead. Apparently, they are looking to cast a, a Latinx or Afro Latinx actor in her 30s to play Renee Montoya. That's true. Oh, 
So they want me to watch the show, <laughs> right? They also, they also have eliminated uh, uh, Kate Kane's dad from the cast. Is that do Grace Scott, who plays Kate Kane's father, Jacob Kane, will not be returning for season three? Um, do you like him? Yes. Is this is this is this not a good sign for the show, or is it just like a bummer? I mean, more than anything, it's just a further indication to me like they don't know everything in this season has been trying to patch a way to having the new Batwoman star in a world where it's about her, her world doesn't revolve around Kate Kane. Yeah. Uh, and losing the head of the crows. A little, little bit of losing something, I think. Yeah. Um, like, are they, it sounds like they're taking away stuff from Kate Kane's story so they can focus on like her, her new story and like yeah. take stuff. That's the, that's kind of like, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Renee um, Montoya is real cool though. Yeah. I like Renee. I like Renee yeah. Montoya a lot. Um, yeah. Don't, don't, don't do the thing where you're just Ryan Wilder and Renee Montoya are going to get together. I really want Kate to get back together with Renee. No, you know, that's exactly what they're going to do. I know. I'm only yeah. going to tell you that they announced the Renee Montoya thing three days after the showrunner said, we are going to bring her romantic interests back into focus in the next season. So make of that what you will. Renee and Kate deserve to be together. And it's Dan Davio's fault. They're not right now. I am not caught up uh, on the show, but I did see like vague information that implies maybe even Kate Kane herself is not sticking around. Hmm. Okay. I don't know how they're going to go about that. What's going on? (laughs) That's a bummer. Um, I want to talk, I want to read the description for the Renee Montoya thing real quickly because I I found it strange. Uh, a former GCPD officer who left the department due to GCPD's mistreatment of Gotham's marginalized citizens. Montoya is now a paper pusher in charge of the Freaks Division at the mayor's office. She is dedicated to cleaning up Gotham streets the right way. Hmm. This sounds like somebody watched the Birds of Prey movie and didn't know anything else about Renee Montoya necessarily. Because, like, hey, like, she's, like, a detective and stuff. Like, it's okay. Like, she can she can just be a cop. Like, it's not... That's okay. You can have good cops. Jim Gordon's they're a cop. Probably, they're probably looking for an easier way to make her the question. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Sure. If we know anything about the CW, they'll always rush to something a little too quickly and then not know what to do with it. No, no. Yep. Somebody save me. R.I.P. Uh, Kid Flash. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> All right. Let's just, let's just like in one season, introduce him and then immediately get him to Kid Flash. <laughs> All right. And some surprising news. Uh, Good Omens was was renewed for a second season at Amazon Prime. I, I still haven't watched that first one, but I hear it's real good. This this will make me catch up to it quicker. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. That's true. They, That's true. It's good enough to get a second season. Pressure's on. Pressure's on, yeah. Uh, there is no second book. Uh, they did the whole book in the first season. Um, so... Gaiman will have a much larger role in production and he's apparently talking about like using the notes because there was going to be a second book using the notes that he and Terry Pratchett uh, wrote at the time uh, to fold it into the show. I I, I did see because I follow uh, Gaiman on Twitter. I did see someone say like, but they did the whole the whole book in the first season. How are we going to make the second season? He's like, man, being a writer is hard, I guess. Just right. Make it up like I did the first book. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it is important to note that if Terry Pratchett hadn't died, there would have been a second book. Mm, like yeah. they were going to, they were going to do a second book. So it, so he has notes for a second story in this world that he that's can nice. just fold in. That's cool. The world can live on. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I really like the first season. So I'm happy to see it come back. Hell yeah. 
in unfortunate news in a similar way actually because this only had one book uh lovecraft country will not be coming back for a second season yeah i, I didn't see this coming see i i I didn't ex- much like a Watchmen. Like I, I would like another one just because of how good it is. But like I didn't expect it because like they did most of the book. Right. But now that I saw that they had well, plans, I didn't. Well, that was the thing is I didn't mind that until Misha Green said, "Yeah, we're we're working on we're we're in the writers' room talking about season yeah. two right now." And the assumption was at the time that HBO was taking the same stance with Lovecraft that they took with Watchmen, which is like if you have if they got something, they can come to us. Well, they came to them apparently, and HBO went <laughs> no. And that's crazy because, like, Lovecraft Country did, like, huge numbers for them, too. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I, I think Misha Green posted that specific image <laughs> yeah, for yeah. a very pointed reason, basically saying, like, yeah, we had plans. This is the thing they looked at and said, no, Oh, my God. <laughs> holy shit. Like, the, I recommend going and looking at this picture yeah. if you care about Lovecraft Country. We're going to talk about it for a bit because we did a fake nerds watch on it. Oh, We're man. all three very big fans of the show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That, it's a, I saw it's that a, image and I'm like, oh it's a yeah, ma- it's a new map of the United States, but like uh, the sovereign states, of the America. sovereign states of America, but like white most, people. Most, the majority <laughs> of the states belongs to the native tribes. Of the I West. love it. I holy crap! That the, was a middle white stripe called the White Lands. Yep. There's the Jefferson conglomerate, and then uh, oh, hold on, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna look up the proper yeah, name please. for what they called it. Uh, uh, I really liked. Uh, I I really liked the first season, as as Park said, and I'm I. But like Ryan, I was like, I, you did the book, so I guess there isn't going to be a second season. But then when the, I saw that, there's going to be subtitled. There's going to have a new subtitle. And I was like, hmm, damn. So, so yeah. right right above the Great Lakes. So right at the Great Lakes. And then moving down in a diagonal just above Texas. That whole western side is the tribal nations of the west. Immediately under that is the this long white strip, strip called the White Lands. Uh, underneath that in the south is the New Negro Republic which is splitting Texas in half and then moving along another diagonal. All the way to Florida. And then way up in the Upper East uh, near New York is the Jefferson Commonwealth, not conglomerate, Commonwealth. Man, that's... And, like, we're not going to spoil, like, like what happens in Lovecraft Country because the ending, it's, like, it's a thing that literally changes the world. Um, like, radically in a way that's, like, super science fiction-y. So, like, I, you I was ready watch for that, that show. I was ready for that to mess me up. Misha Green, yeah. like, further commented that, like, all that they were coming up with for the new season, what they were pushing for is, like, continuing with the theme of what uh the book had started what the show had allowed them to do which is like step into these spaces of of science fiction and And all these other things and fantasy where their voices have been marginalized and not allowed to be the predominant characters and things like that um and it obviously obviously was going to extend even further again beyond uh uh the book the well i was gonna say black people oh, because yeah. like that's why you got the tribal nations of the west yeah. um misha green and the team have made no secret of uh hearing the response to how they handled the the death of the character that we meet yes. uh the yeah the uh like the trans, non-gender the non-gender yeah. character oh, right, uh, right. That, that we meet uh who's killed off uh spoilers um rather rather abruptly and uh that they heard that and they're like we want to do better yeah um and i think that was a large message in that writing room to want to come back if you listen to them talk about on the podcast they heard that too and they're like we we are thinking about that we want to hear the criticism where we can improve and apply it to the future of the show uh this looks just this map looks wild yeah uh i wanted that next season i wanted to know where these characters went next um yeah i agree yeah 
It's a shame. It's it's it'd be one thing if it was Misha Green being like, you know, we really left it in a great place. Uh, we we all feel really proud with it. We couldn't come back. Blah blah blah. It's it's they wanted it. It's shitty to know that they were crafting something so unique that, and in many ways, like I wanted another season because I wanted them to be able to now have the free reign to absolutely do whatever they wanted to do, no holds barred, because. The book is written by a white guy. Yeah. Like it's it's fine. Uh, there's I as I understand, I haven't read it myself, but like as I understand it, like you know, there's there's a lot of cool stuff there, but there's also an amount of a white person using black trauma to be able to function as a foundation for the narrative that they want to build for the book, which allows for certain access points, but also is them appropriating something that they they don't have personal emotional investment or access Ooh, to. You guys want to talk about that? That's what happened in this week's X Factor number ten. That book is getting canceled. Maybe now we know for a reason. Oh boy, you guys can't wait for you guys to read that issue. Oh man. Oh yeah, well, I'm a couple weeks behind. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh looking forward to that. Yeah, it's um, really sad. Oh boy, bummer. Okay. Anyway, um, but that happened, and so uh I was looking forward to them being able to completely like take this and be like this this in in much in the same way that what was happening in the show, this is ours now. Take it and make uh, it your own. And, and make it their own. And um it sucks that HBO clearly looked at something, not saying it's this map. Yeah, but I have to imagine it might be this map, and went no, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we will green light until the internet tells us no. <laughs> a show from the guys that made Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, Confederate. What if the Civil War went differently? Yeah, yeah. But this is too crazy. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. If you guys listening or watching haven't haven't watched Lovecraft Country, you owe it to yourselves if you like science fiction. It's a it's incredible. Uh, yeah. This is a this is a big bummer. Um, I, I wish I believed that there was the outcry enough that HBO might reverse this decision. Uh, I don't think there will be. No. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Can't hashtag save this one. Um, yeah, the... Uh... Nope, it's gone. All right, Love Crack on, Country. Lovecraft Crunchy, by the way, is not a perfect show. Um, there are issues even with the way that the black writers choose to handle representations of black trauma that I've been learning about. Um, not as bad as Amazon primes them, but there are still some things that come up where people are like, this is still playing in that same space. Again, they're working off of things that are material in the book and they're building away from that foundation. Um, but it was still like pushing a lot of boundaries. Yeah. Uh, and I'm all about wanting to see those boundaries continue to be pushed. So I look forward to whatever Lovecraft country opened the door for, whether that is another season of Lovecraft country, <laughs> I doubt it at this point yeah. uh, that there will be enough outcry to demand that, but whatever comes next. I think the one-two punch of Watchmen and Lovecraft really opened the doors for a lot of creators. Knock down a door, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, Check out our fake news watches of that series after you watch yeah. it. Yeah, watch it first, though. Um, okay. Night of the Living Dead. I'm sure we're all familiar with that one. Never heard of it. All right. Did we do an episode where we talked about Romero? I don't remember. Ooh, did we? We sure did. Yes, we did. We did. Um, I, I being cheeky, I definitely remembered that. It was almost a question. Go watch our fifth anniversary special. It's still there. It's the best thing we've ever done. Until next well, year. Until next always year. be there. All right. Well, it's getting a remake. Night of the Living Dead. Another one. Um, a animated adaptation called Night of the Animated Dead is coming wow. from Warner Brothers. Okay. Tell me more. Um, they've also announced the entire cast. So Josh Duhamel will play Harry Cooper, Dulé Hill as Ben, Catherine Isabel as Barbara, James Rody Rodriguez as Tom, Katie Sackoff as Judy, Will Sasso as Sheriff McClelland, 
Jimmy Simpson as Johnny, Nancy Travis as Helen Cooper. Some good names there. Sure, but I don't... I'll tell you why I don't love this. Um, the first initial reason is because uh, I don't trust the animation to really be there. Yeah, uh, do we know who's it. making it? Well, it's Warner Brothers. Oh, it's, okay. I'm imagining um, it's going to be something like a Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, God. The director, oh, sorry, the Mortal Kombat animated. No, films. I know, no, yeah, yeah, I don't need that. So, Jason Axon, um, who directed a feature length uh, animated horror film in 2019 called To Your Last Breath, okay. um, is directing this. I, I, it's, it, I just don't need, I don't need it. Having, I don't know, having watched the original in the last year, uh, I think that they're this. There's no good reason for this. I fear entirely the reason they want to do this is to make the zombies look... Scarier? More modern. Yeah. Um, not necessarily move faster, but be more modernized zombies. And I'm like... What's that? That's kind of not the point of the movie. Though, the, like... Right. The, <laughs> the, 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 the film itself is... It, it, it is an, a historical art piece. Yeah. Um, and it should be more or less left alone. To me, this feels very much like... It, I want to make Jaws again, it but feels, Steven Spielberg said no to rebooting it, so let's make an animated Jaws. And I'm like, I don't. Why? For me, this like it feels just like disrespectful. Yeah. Like Josh Duhamel. Like no offense to that guy, but like, wow, we're making an animated Night of the Living Dead remake, and Josh Duhamel's the lead of it. I'm like, well, no, he wouldn't be the lead. Like, he'd be they, he just oh, Barbara, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He just mentioned Dooley Hill's playing Ben, okay, so okay. Ben's still okay, uh, going to be yeah, the, yeah. the main character. But even then, uh. I think what it is, is it feels more disrespectful to, like, like I don't want new generations to discover Night of the Living Dead or through anything this. through this. Yeah, yeah. I want them to just go watch that movie. Yeah. That movie's really important. That and movie it holds gets up. more important with time. There's a lot of racial undertones and communism undertones that yeah. are important to that film, and I'm sure they will still be present in an anime remake, but they're not going to be the point anymore. They're going to be like a subpath on the point you, of making it visually entertaining. You do animation again because, like, you want to do something new with it, but like, there's no new story to tell. If you're just going to do the the movie from the '60s, it's about like, hey, spoiler, it's like it's racism allegory. Like, get it? Like, it's just going to be like scarier zombies and just like American voice actors. I'm like, I, there's nothing that will be improved whatsoever with this in, incarnation to me. I'm like, it just feels like a big flat. I couldn't care less to be honest. Um, not to defend this film is not what yeah. I'm doing with this next sentence. Um, I do recommend Ryan. You should look up uh, to your last death. It looks really interesting. I think you've seen interested. it. I, I, I'm only looking at at it. I have not seen it, it. but it looks it, it looks interesting. Is okay. it to your last breath or to your last death? To your last death. Okay. Um, yeah, I just like I'm sure like there will be talent. There are talented people behind it. I like Dooley Hill. Sure. Yeah. I I just let people go watch old things <laughs> like he, you know what's an even better analogy of this i think um animated star wars animated star wars a new hope nobody needs that yeah that shouldn't be a thing i don't need star wars a new hope animated with new voice actors playing those roles i the movie has its charm you don't need to even for the people who don't like it that much I don't think that it should be remade to be animated to put some new coat on it. And again, this Night of the Living Dead, it's it, it just that's not the movie I first go to when I when I hear animated. Like that movie, it's like again, it's like a historically politically like charged movie. It's not it's not a it's not Transformers 3. 
You know, like you, you turn Transformers into an animated movie. You don't turn one of the most important political movies of, of uh, it's just too much. I don't care anymore. It's just stupid. <laughs> I think it's a bad idea. Sorry. Uh, that's fair. I've never seen the original, actually. Uh, you'd probably like it. I think so. You like good movies, I hope. Um, uh, oh, oh. Craig, Craig gets it, though. Return of the Living Dead rules. That movie uh, rules. Those zombies say brains. Oh, I love it. Uh, speaking of Transformers, actually, you mentioned Transformers. Uh, Transformers Age of the Beasts has cast Ron Perlman. What's it called? As Age of the Beasts. I thought it was Rise of the Beast. No, Age. So Rise like of the Beast? Is it going to be Age of Extinction? We're having two ages? I'm pretty sure it's Rise of the it's Beast. Rise, it's Rise. We have already have Age of Extinction. Um, well, anyway, Ron Perlman yeah. is going to be Optimus Primal. He has for him. a great voice. I cannot wait to see him be a monkey man. He's a good Lich King. And uh, Fast oh. and Furious presents it Cypher. Is. It's Rise. Yeah. Cypher? Uh, Cypher. So Fast and Furious presents Cypher is coming. Um, that's not the full title, but Cypher's getting us a uh, movie. Okay. Uh, Vin Diesel has confirmed that a spinoff film starring Charlie Theron is being written. Um, and, but he wasn't clear on whether or not this would be part of the uh, female-led spinoff that's, that was written in February, or if it's a, a different thing altogether. I, uh, my brain tells me it's probably a different thing. I'd like to mm-hmm. hope. Um, like, Cypher's cool. Like, like I... I say I don't know if I need uh, an, uh, like an origin, but honest to God, she's great. <laughs> like, if you're gonna do something that's going to deepen Cipher as a character, like it's actually going to be her movie and yeah. make us like, like kind of care but also hate her. It's her Cruella. By the time her Cruella. <laughs> by the time that we get to like the finale where they have to take her out, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, rebuild of Evangelion. Uh, Evangelion. 3.0 plus 1.01, Thrice Upon a Time, uh, the fourth movie in the rebuild of Evangelion series, uh, will have an international will have its international debut on August 13th, exclusively to Amazon Prime. Netflix is is crying right now. Yep, and uh, the <laughs> first the first three the first three movies will also be available that same day, uh, and they will be dubbed all of them. That's um that's just incredible news. Just like I honestly figure it would go to Netflix. It's Me really too. cool. It's really cool though that it's coming anywhere, but it's not just the newest movie, it's all the movies. Uh, um, the, that's rad. the dubs of these are the original anime dub cast, not the Netflix one, right? Yeah, they're the original. Yeah. Yeah. So uh next year we're also getting the big screw off Blu-ray release in the States of I forgot about that. Italian with the original dub cast. So that's going to come out, and it really is going to be on like, Blu-ray? man, get out of here, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, listen, the Netflix one is fine. No, it's a good dub. I had like I, I had to take it because I because it was what, what was available. But if you give me that original, oh my god, sorry, Netflix, goodbye, it's <laughs> goodbye. Coming. It's um, coming. that's this is super exciting. I've only seen that first one, um, the first uh, rebuild movie, but um, especially because they're playing. As far as I understand, they're not doing that Blu-ray without getting the. This is what someone said. They're not doing the Blu-ray without getting the, the licensing rights for Fly Me to the Moon so that all the Fly Me to the Moon credit songs will be restored. So you can go, so you can be, uh, have wicked transitions of sadness to Fly Me to the Moon. Fly Hell yeah. Um, hey, we all like Evangelion. This is yeah. great. This this is like a 10-year project. And especially this last couple of years have been really hard for Hidekiano because of like the pandemic and he's making a bunch of other movies at the same time. Um, he's finally finishing something he's been making for 30 years. Like it's really, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, this, this film is also under the title of Shin Evangelion. Yeah. See, that's what I'm secretly waiting for. Like 10 years in the future, he just makes the live action Evangelion Shin Evangelion movie. And that's when I'll die of happiness. And it won't be it won't be like 
an adaptation. It'll be a continuation. It'll be yeah. <laughs> Shinji Jr. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Trailers. Uh, I am I am looking forward to us being able to talk about all those movies. I'm so stoked. Uh, I honestly think we're going to have to do one through three in a go. And then four is going to be. And then the fourth one, because I know how long game. that movie is. Yeah, four is Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, trailers. We got a first look at Foundation. Um, holy shit. Yeah, right? Like, I don't want to watch Apple TV. Like, this makes me mad how good the show looks. And again, like, it's just, it's really expensive. Like, money, money yeah. goes a long way with special effects. But man, the way they're, the show looks like next level cool. Like, generations of, like, and, like Lee Pace is looking at, like, the clone of him who's going to be born. And, like, it's about generational, like, 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 welfare. And, but it's in, like, in the future, wild shit. I was, like, uh, as I'm off, like, Looks wild. Yeah. Uh, Jared Harris. We all love Jared Harris. He's in this. Yeah. Um, Apple TV Plus. I don't, know, I don't know how we all got roped into the Jared Harris Love Club. You love Jared Harris. I like, I enjoy Jared Harris. He is another actor I enjoy when he's in things. Okay. My yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> I'm just giving you. Yeah, he's great. Uh, but he's, you know, he, he, he's in this. And then, uh, uh, so Apple TV Plus has been getting a lot of, uh, really good press lately because uh ted lasso is season two is coming and apparently that's the best show on tv yeah people will not shut up about ted, ted lasso and i'm just like uh, eventually yeah i same. feel like i went through the entire breaking bad cycle so fast with ted lasso like i'd never <laughs> heard of it i'd suddenly heard of it i immediately heard that it was incredible and then i immediately heard too much about how it was incredible yeah. and i'm like wow uh it, it went from Oh, I've never heard of this. I'll add it to my list. Oh, wow. I'm hearing a lot. I better move this up my list. And then you Oh, wow. I'm going to move this right the hell I, out. <laughs> I have seen I have seen one clip from it. Yeah. And it is it is truly it's the Paddington of sports shows, Brandon. Is what is like that's a like yeah. I hear it's just like it's just a really wholesome guy like and it's like things are happening to him and he's like, "Guess what? I'm still nice." And I'm yeah. like, "All right, cool. Paddington, but he's a coach. Cool. Uh, I'll watch it eventually." All right. Foundation looks hella cool. It does. All right. Uh, we got a full trailer for Blood Red Sky. Man, I'm ready for that movie to mess me up. Dude, yeah, right? I am a big fan of Die Hard with Vampires <laughs> in the sky. I just whatever, let's mix, mix every movie together. Um, I love the look. Uh, it, it will be very easy for this movie to please me. And I love that they're not doing just like, oh, she's just a vampire with fangs. Like, she turns into a gross ball vampire. Uh, this trailer, sorry, now I'm like, all of it's starting to come back. This trailer has, I think, the perfect amount of showing me that there's much more than I think there will be. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a part where they're wandering through the snow. There's this big fire. There's all this stuff that's not on the plane uh, without showing me too much. I was yeah. like, okay, this movie's bigger than I think it is, but I don't feel like I really know what's up. Mm-hmm. Great. Love to go into a movie like this that way. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of Netflix movies, the uh, uh, America the Motion Picture dropped, and apparently it's horrible. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. Um, I mean, I like if you told me that, like, I, I guess I wouldn't be shocked. I was just hoping, dude. Yeah, I'm hoping it would be otherwise. Yeah. I was too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Blood Red Sky looks really great. I like that she slowly transforms from just Dracula to Nosferatu. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jolt. Thought this looked fascinating. <laughs> unsure of what's like happening kind of like good cast it's just yeah but like actors are in movies that doesn't doesn't do it for me anymore no i know i'm just saying like that's that's yeah. a lot of what i got out of the trailers yeah like, um, hey, we got a really good cast and i'm like cool so like is she like a mercenary but also like 
she has to like be on electricity to live. Well, she like, can't what? let her anger. She knows her anger is really bad. She, okay. she cuts loose when she gets really angry. So they use shock therapy so that she's not so angry. And then they're like, you don't need this anymore. Go kick ass. And so then she's able to let loose. Oh, okay. I'll wait for trailer two to explain that better. For I'll me. say, I'll <laughs> say that I'm definitely like, just from the snippets we got, I'm definitely concerned this is one of those movies. And unfortunately they exist. And I'm like, I get why they exist, but it's one of those movies where like the fact that she's a woman is a thing that they're going to make her character state repeatedly uh, and point it out and make the script pointed out uh, that she is a, she's a lady doing these things when normally you'd be watching a movie about a man doing these things, but she's a lady. And they'll be like, man, look at this lady, like killing us all. Like she's some kind of man. And I'm like, I mean, we can also just not talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like um movie I watched recently with, uh, I talked about on here with Peter Dinklage is the bad guy. Oh, but really? He's the good guy. I can't remember. And it was, uh, I really hate you. I really, I don't like the, you the Netflix angry. movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where her character was just, so consistently like carrying the chip on her shoulder of how men underestimate her that she had to constantly bring it up in conversation. And I'm like, that's really not the point of right. what's going on. I and care I, a lot. I care a lot. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I, that That's the kind of thing that I'm worried this movie has is um, like, I have no problem with like making female characters be in these roles. Uh, uh, and and be these protagonists and that kind of thing. What I think is problematic is when we have a script that's like entirely driven around constantly like playing to that audience, reminding you that that's what they're doing. It feels like uh, a '90s movie. Like, like that's what '90s movies. Like would that's do. something that they have to do. And unfortunately, yeah. like that's still a lot of movies do where they where they're like, we can't play in this space unless we acknowledge that this is not normal. And I'm like, no, we can actually just make this normal. Like, I mean, that it can just it can just be. It's funny because you brought normal. up you brought up Underworld, and that's a movie that's a franchise from 20 years ago. And that's like the nobody main... has her talk about the fact that she's, she's a lady she's doing just this. a person in the movie. But that's because she's a vampire. <laughs> oh, that's right. They, they can do anything. Right. See, girls get it done, you guys. <sighs> that, that's my only thing is that no, it, I, I just, felt it in the trailer. There was one, just the one guy is like, oh, oh, what are you gonna do to me? Like, right? Because whether it's the guys like the way they talk to her about it or the way she herself talks about it is like behaving like this is this is abnormal uh, in the sense of. Not the action that's happening, but the fact that it's her and not a person like John Wick. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I just, I hate that that's something we still have in scripts. Hopefully that's not the whole film. I really hope so. And um, I, that was I just am... a massive vibe of what I did get out of her character from this trailer is yeah. that's the thing. I really like Kate Beckinsale and I want to support her too. So I, ho too. I hope this movie is good. Yeah. 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 Don't breathe too. All right. If you tell me to. <gasps> So Brandon, yeah. the villain of the last movie is the hero of this movie now, I see. Yes, I've never seen the first film. Oh man, it's really good. That's what and I hear. And it's, it's why I'm confused about this one, because spoilers, that guy's the bad guy in the first movie, and now he's the hero in this movie. Sparks breathe. Please breathe. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I gotta go to the bathroom real bad, but like, I think the trailer, is, it's a good trailer, but like, knowing that like, this is a bad dude who did bad things now. Like you're supposed to be rooting for him. I'm just like, they still have that moment in the trailer where they hint at that with yes. him saying to the girl, like, you don't know who, who you think he is. Yeah. And he gets all, oh, don't tell her kind of attitude. And so I'm like, I just don't want to feel sympathy for maybe, him. Like, maybe all. they're not. Well, we still did. 
Like even in the first movie, th- yes, the I see the, the uh, moment that you're talking about is gross. There was a motivation to what yeah, he yeah, does yeah, yeah. that is sad. Yeah, you have no, sympathy, and then it's like, oh, but like you're a bad person now yeah. because of the thing that made you sympathetic at first. Yeah, okay, uh, I'll allow it. Okay, and so, right. like, you can still play in that space with him, but that doesn't mean we need to go full-blown, oh, he's redeemable. Yeah. Like, saying he's redeemable and saying he's, like, complicated are two different things. That's true, that's true. Um, I, and I hope they lean more into the complicated. I than, hope so, too, because yeah. the thing is, like, you didn't know a whole lot of, like, what was actually going to be at play in the original. Mm-hmm. So I hope we just don't know a whole lot of what actually is going to be at play in this one. That's a good point. You know what? That's a good point. You won me over a little bit. For all we know, he's grooming the little girl. It's true. Should still be a bad boy. You're right. Don't you need so, to use restroom? You're, no, you're right. And, I, and you know you're right. But now I want to talk about the next trailer so then I can go. <laughs> oh, you sure we can, we can bounce around <laughs> for a bit? I, 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 yeah, it's not that bad. The Many Saints of New York. Newark. Oh my god. Newark. Newark. Um, so I didn't know you you watched The Sopranos uh, uh, probably at the same time that I did because both of our parents watched it yep, on HBO. 100%. Uh, Sopranos. I'm sure I didn't see like every episode, but yeah. I got most of it. Yeah, I definitely like was like watching it with them. Same sure. with Sex in the City, same yeah, with yeah. Oz, like sure. HBO Sunday Night Babies. Um, yeah, yeah. Sopranos is one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And we were talking about earlier, it is the start of prestige television. Sopranos is the first true, real prestige television show. It set the trend. It set the trend. Uh, HBO in like 1999, 2000. Um, it's not even that it's that it proved that there was an audience for that kind of show yeah um like big big budget like takes its time take Um, an hour and your thing david chase is coming back to make to make this is it a movie tv show it's a movie okay cool so it's like it's like the um, the 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 vince gilligan breaking bad thing coming back for a movie um the guy playing young tony has that same james playing game guy playing young dom and f9 energy where he's like you immediately by the physicality are like that's him. I got it. It's it's really it's almost spooky because it's it's a it shame is almost spooky because James Gandolfini's past rest of soul, but like well he would have never played this anyway. No, no. What I mean is this kid still looks so much like James well, Gandolfini, yeah, and it's like the oh kid's my God, his son. The kid's James James Gandolfini's son. Oh, I didn't know that. Are you kidding me? No. That's amazing. That's why he looks so much like him. Incredible. Good. Good, good for him. On even even then, like That's when so I when sweet. I say when I say physicality, I mean like he has Tony Soprano's like movements his body the way he's holding his body he's a big so slow guy like yeah, yeah tony soprano it's it's really good it's so wild seeing a lot of these characters like 30 years younger or however however it's supposed to be it's no he made more than that but like it's so cool because like i haven't thought about sopranos in a long time and then like we were both like oh shit we're gonna rewatch the sopranos yeah we have to like because like it is so good and now it like pumped me up it pumped me up like this trailer looked really good like this was a it did oh man gangs gangs yeah. guy uh, uh michael gandolfini that is that is so cool. What a legacy. That is incredible. That's now, awesome. Yeah. That's like um, uh, Ice Cube's son. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, Mag says, I have high hopes for Michael. Yeah. Or, or Lawrence Fishburne, whose son played a younger version of him in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and everybody just assumed that it was that's right. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. And then it's like, no, that's actually his son. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> could have fooled me. <laughs> exactly. He looks exactly like his father. Um, well, I never watched The Sopranos. Uh, I missed that one. Uh, you know, I I think that you have a enough appreciation for like, uh, you know, big tentpole things that created mm-hmm. a shift in culture uh, that Sopranos, even just on that level, would have enough appeal to you to go cool. back to. Yeah, I might check it out. How many seasons are there? That's a good question. I think that there's 
five, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look uh, it up real quick. Hi, sweet pea. My heart says seven. While you, you do that, be, you might be right. Alan Taylor, the director of many episodes of The Sopranos and Game of Thrones and Thor: The Dark World, six um, in between us. Yeah. Uh, he's directing this film. Cool, man. But the sixth season was like almost double the length of every other season. Hell yeah. Six oh, season was twenty one episodes every season. Oh, real quick, um, the 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 end of the trailer where the music goes into the Sopranos yeah. theme song literally gave me goosebumps. Yeah, because I haven't heard that theme song in like a decade. I was like, like oh, oh, I haven't heard this except in memes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really cool, really unexpected, but cool. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Mm. That's uh, the logo. Megadoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I. It looks like a kids movie. Like I, I told Ryan, like the most I'm excited about it is for an excuse to go on Kaiju Weekly and then <laughs> talk to them about this. It just, incessantly. It doesn't look like it's doing anything. Like I'll say, like yeah. as a as a movie for children, fine, great, sure. Like you're hitting all the right beats. I, I like if I had a kid, I'd be like, yeah. Watch, it just seems like generic. Watch this movie. Just um, yeah, and I think that's fine. Yeah. I don't think it needs to do anything. Like Clifford. Clifford the Big Red Dog never needed to be more than anything for no, kids. No, I agree. So I don't mind the movie not I just, trying to be. I'm just reaching, and Brandon, you'll you like. I'm just reaching for the Paddington. Like now that we know this is possible, it's like why can't Clifford be really good? Yeah. And I know it's not, but I'm just like, why can't? Why can't it? I mean, um, it can. You're right. Yeah. It's no I, babe. It's no babe. Or babe too. Pick of the big city. Um, yeah. I'm look. No surprise. No secret. I've been having a rough week. Um. This kind of hit me, hit me right here, and I, 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 I kind of was into this one. Um, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it, what it's trying to do, it's doing well. From the appearance of the trailer, there's just not anything really to be critical about because right. it's not really designed in that way to do so. Um, I think that like the biggest compliment I can give it is I think the sequence of him chasing guys who are in giant balls <laughs> is funny, um, and I think I, I, it's inventive. And good on them for thinking of it. I like a, I like a well-placed scream. I hate to say that I feel like I would like it more if I couldn't so obviously tell that the dog is fake. Why didn't they get a real puppy in his color room for when he's a little puppy? But I it looks so fake. <laughs> but, I, but I can't say that it isn't something that's hurting for me being able to like buy into the there's, movie. There's this one shot specifically where she's like holding the puppy. And I'm like, you could have just had a puppy. <laughs> it's clearly she's not holding anything and i'm His like oh. scale feels inconsistent yeah and i mean even just like the size of his head proportional to his body doesn't feel consistent and i'm like is this a thing where he's constantly growing throughout the film though or it, it could be but even then like i'm talking not from shot to shot i'm talking i see his head i see his body and his head looks too big for the body mm. that's behind him based on the side like how puppies yeah look. yeah yeah uh like they're not you know they're creating it in every way and it doesn't look entirely proportional um he's, he's a cute dog that's okay uh that's fine again like for the fair that they are uh aiming for i think they're doing a great job good for them um i i i really do wish that i the special effects weren't pulling me out of it but i know that they are it's a shame it's like the entire point of the movie then schmigadoon are you familiar with Brigadoon? I forget. Uh, no. Okay, Brigadoon is a stage musical. Um, essentially, the plot is about people who end up in this village. Uh, not this village, but a village um, 
where they they become trapped and they have to like reconnect it's 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 also about like family familial history it's generational for the reason that they're here um but they have to learn a lot of things about themselves um schmigadoon is a parody on that musical thanks spam uh, a lot it's a joke on that yeah very much spam a lot um yeah. this looks great yeah what do you think TV pl- apple tv plus again yeah god damn <laughs> this week they're really trying to sell i told us. ryan like my only thing is that like i just i don't want apple to have a streaming service i don't think they should they don't need they everything. own so many things they don't need a streaming service but darn it they're starting to get things that i want to see yeah uh I think I thought this looked great. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it's a TV series, not a movie. Uh, a musical TV series should be fun. I like Keegan Michael Key a lot. It's I, a it's a really good cast all around. We got uh, Kristen yeah. Chenoweth in there. Yeah, Cecily Strong is Cecily the lead. Strong. I'm really happy for Cecily Strong getting a lead like this. Yeah. Um, I I really it, it's speaking to me on a lot of levels. Yeah, Alan really Cummings. Cool. Alan Cummings. Yeah. Um, it's got it's got the right uh, amount of jokey vibe very much in the vein of um brandon you love it gallivant? i like i loved it gallivant yeah oh it's gallivant i'll think of it the whole time oh i love gallivant masters of the universe have a story trailer i'm ready to get into he-man you guys yeah me, me too. too yeah it's about time this animation looks so good i wish more netflix animation looked this good I was watching this and I posted this on Twitter. So I'm sure many people saw it. Look who's in the chat. Ben Magnet. Go to Hi. bed. Hi, Ben Magnet. Ben Man, we've been talking about you for a while. <laughs> this became the Ben Magnet show for a second. Yeah, well, that's hour 15. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have no attachment, love, interest in He Man. I've never seen any He Man property. Um, oh. I only know him through reputation and toy commercials. Um, And when the Bear McCreary theme plays and he does the sword thing and I almost teared up. I was so excited. Yeah. The, uh, the action looks really sick. Um, There's they're bringing all the characters, all the characters. I have no idea who they are. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, I know there's man, there's man in arms. I know that guy. And I also, there's a guy where his head, his eyes change and stuff. And I'm like, that guy's cool. Um, That's about what I know about he man. I'm excited for Kevin Smith because I want Kevin Smith to have a win. Uh, Mark Bernard is also working on the show, but that dude has wins. He has like Emmys and shit. Yeah. Kevin Smith, unfortunately. Um, so like I, I like Kevin Smith a lot, but like his movie output has not been my jam. So I'm excited for him to actually be part of something that like, man, it looks really cool. Like it looks really cool. Yeah. Made with I, the time I, of love. Yeah. 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 I'm, right. I'm excited for it. I still wish Mark Hamill were pushing into that high register for Skeletor, but it's okay. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. He's capable. I'm just yes. like, do it. Yeah, do it. Ben Magnet also agrees. Ben Magnet in the chat, not the host, uh, says He Man looks dope. Yeah, it's true. All of it. We don't even know this is Ben. True. Oh my god, it might not be Ben. I'm pretty sure Ben hasn't been 27 for a couple years. So yeah. Oh my god, you're right. It's clearly not Ben. Big lies. It's another All variant. Right. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realm. You guys like fights? I like fights. <laughs> you guys want a lot of fights? You want a tournament movie? Because it looks like you're getting a tournament movie. There's, there's just like a dozen fights in this trailer. It's amazing. I can't complain literally at all. There's no, like, it's called Mortal Kombat. I want to see him fight. Real quick, just a quick uh, break from talking about Mortal Kombat. My favorite thing about Ben is that he feels the need, dear listeners, <laughs> to tell us in the chat that it is in fact him. 
<laughs> like we don't know. Like we don't know. <laughs> like his friends don't know him super well and aren't joking. And I love that about Ben. It's one of my favorite things about Ben is that he's got to be sure. We know. <laughs> Good on you, Ben. Get some rest. Anyway. Um Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat looks great. Uh, I, I, I won't say, well, I won't say it looks great, but it does look like a good amount of more of what I liked in that first one. Yeah. Um, I hope we get a little bit more of what we were asking for, uh, from this outing, which it looks like we might some really good fight stuff and maybe a little bit more character stuff. I like uh, more character I'm, stuff. I'm yeah. hoping that's what's up. This does seem like, even though it's not as clear in the title that this is Liu Kang's story, mm-hmm. whereas the first one was Scorpion's story, this yeah. is be very Liu Kang centric, even as they bring in a whole slew of new characters. Oh yeah. Um, which I like that vibe. I like that idea that we might have like a focal point. Like this is this character story with a bunch of other stuff. Cause we saw Liu Kang in the previous one, but yeah. like He's it was Scorpion's movie. And if we're um, doing it like, um, like you do the story of MK one through Scorpion and then MK two and three through Liu Kang, the next mm-hmm. one could focus on a different character. And like, that'd be a great way to tell stories. Just do different characters. That'd be great. Uh, we're getting, we're getting Kung Lao. Yeah, we're getting uh, everybody. We're getting everybody. Literally, like, like Matt Mercer as stri- Striker. Uh, we announced that last week. Devora is in here. She's definitely getting fatality. Um, uh, really like the. I really like the voices so far that mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Um, we're getting like, some good Elder God stuff. Oh, real dude, yeah. Elder God stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really um, Joel McHale, uh, Johnny Cage does the does his move the green. Plastic. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how that comes about. Considering like he's so unfamiliar with magic before in the original so we'll see like he gets trained he's, he's been, been doing training so we'll see how that <laughs> what's all comes his, around it's his what's this what's, what's it called? the Mortal Kombat stupid thing what's it called his, his, oh, his power his kana his what kana arcana arcana his arcana is a flash kick his arcana, his arcana. His hey that out. movie's fun but you know some things sometimes, sometimes you don't need to explain a thing Sometimes, yeah, they can just flash kick. Uh, yeah, uh, but I'm I'm really glad that they're coming. I was definitely nervous right after we reviewed it. We're like overall very positive, yeah. uh, very cool thing, a nice thing for Mortal Kombat fans to have, um, and certainly an easy realm for them to do more. Another realm, and I'm glad <laughs> that they are in fact pursuing that. That we are getting another one and another one so soon. Yeah, because uh, I came last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't anticipate this to come up so abruptly, but I'm I'm happy for it. Uh, I pre-ordered it. Me too. Uh, we will talk about it on the show. Any excuse to talk about more MK? I'm happy. Uh, and then thighs. I mean, Jungle Cruise. Thunder uh, thighs. Uh, it's cute. Like, I, there's not a lot to say about this. This is this is uh, the D23 trailers I've talked about before. Um, but now they bit, they've both filmed their own like at home stuff recently. So has too. the CG been done like that for two years too? Uh, no, some of the sequences like near the end of the trailers are are newer. Okay. They're the things from like more recent trailers. They weren't the things we saw at D23. But most of what you see in these ones is what we saw when they teased Jungle Cruise at D23. That's we crazy. saw these character trailers, and honestly, you've seen more than you think uh sit from the like these trailers didn't really show you that much they show you a lot of the setup it was a lot of the basic stuff um i think some of the visuals have actually changed since those original showings um but honestly i saw them once yeah at an event two years ago but this is what they did they came out on stage and they did this bit where emily blunt uh played her trailer after dwayne johnson had played what he said was the real trailer and she's like that's not the trailer and they have these adr voiceovers where they're talking about themselves as the protagonist uh and making the other look more like the sidekick. 
but you know they're sharing the it's it's cute um i'm it's nice it's fine i'm excited for this movie man i i really i really hope we're getting like another i don't need everything to like to become a franchise but like i could i could use another pirates i would really like another fun adventure movie with like a bunch of hot celebs doing stupid stuff like i i another mummy give me another mummy i watched um the pitch meeting uh pirates of the caribbean five recently too uh i forgot how bad that movie is if you guys remember i was the last one to see that and yeah you guys are right that movie's i can't talk about it that's why we decided we couldn't talk about on the podcast because we were like it it's absolutely depressing and sad and infuriating how bad that movie is and i don't want to talk brandon they did the safe thing from fast five but they did it worse i know and there's a point where you can see the wheels on the thing and i'm like are they even trying are you even trying um, you, I, you you heard all about like uh, most of his scenes, Johnny Depp. Like even in one of them, you can see a, like he had the AirPod where someone was feeding him his lines. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, what was the? Uh, mm, hmm. Oh, uh, uh, what are they called? Corridor, Corridor Digital did a breakdown yeah. of the Mummy today. I just watched it today. Yeah. Um, yeah, that swash, that kind of swashbuckling adventure that the Mummy Pirates of the Caribbean. I I missed that, and I'd like this to be that to be another entry in that. I agree. Well, you know, if this doesn't scratch that itch, I'm sure that Uncharted movie that's coming. Let's do our topic. Uh, Anyway, I really like, I'm excited about Jungle Cruise. I think it's cute that they released these things that they were sitting on, so that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ben says, okay, bros, I sleep now. Have a great one, dude. Good night. And then Mag is just being really nice to Ben in the chats. All right. Talking about Luca. This is the new Disney Pixar original movie. Uh, dropped on Disney Plus for free. Or no extra charge, I should say. Um, it, so. ni- nice for people to watch this movie at their house for free. Very nice. Really wish this came to theaters. Yeah. Really, really wish this came to theaters. So full spoilers. Um don't 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 do anything more unless you want to be spoiled. So Luca, what do we think about Luca? I think it's very very cute and charming. I had a really good time. Yeah, I think uh, I think very much for what this movie, what I wanted this movie to give me, I got entirely. Uh, I felt extraordinarily fulfilled when I was done. Uh, I'm very pleased. Yeah, I feel much the same. Yeah, um, I I really like this. Uh, it's it's. I don't know how much I'm really going to have to dig into because yeah. it's all just like, uh, you know, it's wholesome. They wanted to be really, really good at a specific feeling uh, and place, and they were, and that's great. Um, I, I agree with Ryan. Like, my biggest thing is that uh, I'm, I'm mad for many reasons about Disney Plus not putting Pixar movies and only Pixar movies out in theaters and instead just on Disney Plus without any extra charge for some reason. I don't know what's up with that. It does signal some kind of issue to me. Uh, I, I even could kind of maybe give you soul because you just didn't have like you were doing like a Christmas thing because it was in December. And we were still like, in the pandemic. We want to give a gift. Yeah. We want we want everyone to feel this. Okay, I could kind of sure. Luca, which is coming out after Cruella went to theaters and before Black Widow 
goes to theaters, which is which is next week in and theaters. Jungle Cruise goes to theaters, and all these things are on Disney Plus for an extra price or in theaters at the same time. I'm like, why is the really pretty Pixar movie not on a big screen where I can see its big dumb pretty animation? And if it was bad, I can get it. They're not dumb. Pixar movies. Pixar they don't make bad movies, and like they 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 are money makers. So like it's pandemics are weird, but like bad business decisions, man. Like. They could have made an easy couple bucks with it. I, I do think I would have enjoyed this more if I saw it on a big screen. I, I We're all theater fans, but I think the experience is, uh, is in fact, different and heightened it's, in that sort of situation. It's such a pretty this, movie. This movie was made to be on a big screen. It's literally, uh, no, it's about like all of the like first, nature. The first yeah. time you experience it, it's these beautiful, sweeping shots of the landscape and uh, his daydreams in this pastel-looking animation, which is gorgeous yeah Mm -hmm. um this movie should have been on big screens and i remain frustrated that it wasn't yeah uh, because i watched it tonight uh here at home and i was i was like this is this is absolutely enrapturing i hate that i can't see this on a larger screen i don't even have that option is upsetting yeah what i what i like about this movie so much is uh this is not an insult there's not a lot going on it's a very like it's a very like lackadaisical like just people having fun like there's not an end of the world scenario it's just like people just living their lives kind of and it's it and it's it was a super refreshing because like not that soul uh is bad or anything but like soul is this huge concept right like this huge mm-hmm. thing it's like he's just this kid just like living They're- with another friend i'm like it it felt so just like easy to watch and so fun i felt like it was just like a breath of fresh air right there's a major quest but the major quest is not at all the point. Yeah. And like it's it's just like I just really like the characters and it's really yeah. fun. Like it's I don't know I honestly don't know how much I have to be like critical on it cuz like it it again like it gave me exactly what I wanted. Like yeah. it was going for a thing and it did the thing really well. It wasn't it wasn't reaching for anything super big. I really like the change in animation style. Um uh I really like this 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 animator style uh for the movie it looks really great. Yes, me um, too. <clears throat> um the voice cast uh, I think I think the two boys are really great. It's Jacob Tremble- Tremblay from Good Boys and the kid who plays Freddy. And... Uh, Jacob Dylan Glazer. Yeah, uh, Freddy like from that. Shazam. Yeah, Freddy from Shazam and uh, fr- it. Will, young Will from yes. It. Yeah, it's yeah. a gazebo. Um, it's a gazebo. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I I think they're both great. I think the whole cast is great. I, um, as Ryan uh, pointed out to me, like uh most of the cast is italian like the smaller they, characters yeah and they do the italian translation as well this is much like a coco situation that's really cool um which i think is awesome uh luca yes it's uh, a the person behind this is the one who made la luna uh yeah. for pixar which you can also watch on disney plus and it's very clear and obvious um it's very the same style um the dad in both uh is the same <laughs> um uh juliet's uh dad in luca is very much the dad in the middle generation of la luna um they're very similar in their basic structure design uh as dads um uh i also agree like it was very refreshing to have just a totally new humanoid look from a pixar film yeah. um it, it adds something very unique and special. There are moments where uh, I think that the style makes it so that these characters almost look like they are fully rendered uh, clay animation, like Leica. Yeah, yeah. there's certain points they where it almost looks stop motion. 
and I'm they, like, this they is remind crazy. me. They remind me of Leica, but I know that this is this is Pixar animation. But like, it's it's that clean. It's that smooth. Uh, look. The hair, dude. The hair. Um, the hair looked good, but it wasn't until uh, Julia, Julia, yeah, Julia, like her red hair. Like there are certain parts where I'm like, that's just red hair. That's just hair. Uh, like it's crazy. Um, yeah, and like it, this doesn't look like any other Pixar movie. Um, I love the mermaid design. I I didn't know what this movie was gonna be off uh, just the, the first couple of trailers, and I just really like that it's just so small scale. It's just like, yeah, we gotta win a race. That's the that's the thing. But also at the heart of it, it's like this really awesome story about this guy who doesn't know who he is and little Alberto. Oh. You mentioned the you mentioned the mermaid design. I also really like the design of the mermaids. I also really like the effect of the scales. It's like of, mystique, almost. Yeah, a little, little, little mystique of them transforming into the people. And I also really like it when it's like fast, like they pop into the next, yeah, into the transition. Yeah, I think it all all of the transformation animation looks incredible. Um, I, I love that you, you're you're right. Like what this movie's really about, it's about Luca and Alberto, both two boys uh, trying to find where they belong. Um, mm -hmm. And where they belong is not necessarily where they anticipate, especially when they start out on their adventure. Um, I really like, uh, I think that it's very easy to make the obnoxious character that Alberto starts as um, hard to fully come around on mm -hmm. and i feel like alberto's arc through the film is really good yeah uh i think it does come from like the i think he feels very true to a child who feels abandoned uh, forgotten yeah um where he is you know he's saying all these things to be impressive because he wants luca to depend on him so that luca won't leave him yeah because he doesn't want to be alone anymore uh and i think that that really works uh, I think that it, that's nailed really well because I, I admittedly like when Alberto's first there, I'm like, okay, he's this guy who says I'm an expert at everything. He's this noxious kind of attitude kind of thing. Like a know-it-all. Yeah. But, but it, as the movie goes, you get that confrontation between the two and what they want. And the connection becomes clear about why he cares so much about Luca. I think one of my favorite things about it is the clear bond that they don't do, they don't say in words directly. It's all, it's all action and choice uh, that Alberto forms with uh, Mazora. Ma I forget. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the dad, yeah. Julia's dad, um, the moment when Alberto has left and they come home uh, and it's, and he's told that Alberto is gone. And he just drops the pasta dish. Oh God. And he immediately picks up the lantern. Yeah. And like, I don't think he wants to be found. And he's like, maybe not, but, it's, worth a shot. It's, it's I need to go just in case. Uh, and I'm like, uh, Masuno. he's just, he's just Masuno. He's just the, the best dad. Yeah. Um, and there's that, like, you think, you think he's this like big, tough, like mean hunter. And then like, how did you lose your arm? Oh, what is it like? I got eaten by I a shark. eaten by a sea monster. Oh, I was born this way. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, this is just how I came into the world. And so it's sweet. like, yeah. Uh, I love his cat. Oh, with the mustache. Good, <laughs> good, good bit. Uh, the cat is a good co repeated comedic bit that doesn't get old. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. My favorite character is only in the movie for two minutes, and it's his uncle, like Lugo, who, who is the, who's the bottom feeder fish with the, the glowing thing. He's you saw the end credits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's just talking yeah. about eating whale whale carcass. It's like, oh, it just comes into your mouth. You just can't help it. It just falls in. Like, what? A, oh. I would watch shorts of that character. 100%. <laughs> The, the 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 animation is so is so good that and the mermaid design is so good that they are able to make everyone look distinct have different features for example if you're a you're a bottom feeder merman you are translucent and uh, 
you don't need Sunil down there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. Uh, son, you got to punch him in the heart. No, you got to punch him harder. Real yeah, hard. right there. It's the red thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, all the designs of, of the people when they turn into humans, like especially the parents, I love them. Jim Gaffigan, I didn't know it was Jim Gaffigan until I looked it up. That dude rules, Maya Rudolph rules. Um, those parents are great, just like pushing kids in the water fountains, like being the best soccer player. Just like <laughs> I would, I, I'd watch shorts of those characters. Like again, like every character, um, no matter how big or small, was just really charming. Even the bully, the bully Italian kid who who is, is a catfish because he's got stupid whiskers. Um, mm-hmm. I even liked him. Uh, he's he's a jerk, but like really trying. But he has the the really fits in the world, uh, real good jerk energy. <laughs> yeah, like all the kids like cheer for him. He's like he's like seventeen. Like all these, but all, these all the kids, kids, but all the kids don't actually like <laughs> yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. And like it's very obvious. He's like raise your hands, and like not even everybody raises their hands. And he's like, see, it's everybody. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, you are, um, ooh. The, the bit where he covers his friend in oil and has him swim out there is really funny with Angela. He's like, what are you doing? Keep swimming. And he's like being eaten by these fish. Just out in the water. Ah! Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, there's there's a moment. Um, obviously, every movie has to have like like the, 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 the sad part. The turn. The turn. Um, the turn where, where Luca is like, oh, it's a monster to Alberto. Yeah. It just ruins me. And just, I did not see that moment coming. Yeah, that's... I saw Alberto heading into the water and yeah. revealing who they were, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Something's going to happen. I did not, like, the moment when Alberto's, like, pointing out, see, Luca, I told you, and Luca cuts him off, and he's like, see, monster, and has that panic, and uh-huh. Alberto's face. Yeah. And like, oh, no, you go, oh, yeah. no. Uh, Luca was not the person I expected to do that, so, like, that was really... That was that was a sad moment. That was real good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Silencio read... Bruno. Should I read Ben's thoughts? He wrote them yeah, down yeah, on the drive. Do it. All right. Uh, aptly titled paragraph called Ben's thoughts on Luca. Cool. Uh, a very good Pixar film. Not the best, but definitely not the worst. I love the style and look at the film and the character designs for the humans look better to me than what we've seen in other films. The sea monster designs are cool, and I love how the change is instantaneous on the environment. Great sight gags like the trailer scene when Lucas spits water into Alberto's face to reveal a bite, a bit of his sea monsterness. Uh, also, I love how the dad was born missing an arm and not because a monster took it. This is one of those movies where I know it's not as good as other Pixar films, but I can't think of any real complaints or critiques. It was hilarious. I felt for the characters during the big emotional beats. And I love seeing what happened after Luca and Guy- Gylia? Julia. It's Julia. It's spelled with a G. It's, Julia. It's, spelled with a G. Yeah, it's, a, it's an Italian spelling of Julia. Uh, left for school during the ending credits. Still a solid uh-huh. film, and I'll wait to give the I'll wait to give the re- uh, right. rating to we... oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah the the end credits were gorgeous. Um, and I was kind of hoping like, oh, there's our sequel. I was yeah. speaking to I was speaking. Uh, I want to speak to Ben's point where he's saying like I I know it's not uh, as good as other Pixar films, and I'm like I don't know if that's necessarily the the assessment I would make about it, Ben. Uh, I think that it's fine and fair to say, and I would agree that there are other Pixar films that maybe speak to me more. I think this is just as strong as probably the strongest Pixar films that are around. Um, what this movie is going for, it nails in every way 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that might not speak to all of us the same way or, or as much as like other Pixar moments have. Um, I can certainly think of a couple off the top of my head. Uh, but it really captures oh. what it wants to. A good, a good uh, example of that is I really like Monsters University. Um, when I watched it, it really connected with me in a way that Monsters Inc. didn't. 
yeah, I I agree. I think that's uh, I think that's a great example. Monsters University is uh, actually pretty high on my list for the same reason. Um, yeah, I I think that this is a really really strong Pixar film. I don't I don't think uh, I think that even I think this is the strongest that they put out in a while. Onward and Soul, both of them I really enjoy, but uh, I do think they have shortcomings. I struggle to think of one for Luca. I think I, Luca, yeah, I agree. I think Luca went for something specific and it got it in every way it got the charm it got the wonder it got the friendship it got the uh beauty um i did not expect the movie to end the way it did in the place that it did with the train oh yeah uh, i thought that was an incredibly powerful finale um dude the wink the wink that that julia gives to alberto at the end he's like oh so you know your vespa yeah, i yeah. actually got that vespa i sold it like mm-hmm. Oh my God, you're yeah, so good. Yeah, and, the, and that he's staying with the dad, so and sweet. it's so hard for them to do things without each other. Uh, and he has that last bit where he's like, uh, "You got me off the uh, island. I'm gonna be okay. I'm I'm okay. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mag. Mag's, Mag's right. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it has a Ghibli moment with the pasta. I bit. I also hankering for pasta now. Mm-hmm. Um, I we ate the wrong thing for dinner, <laughs> which we thought we were on it. We did pizza. Yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. we were off. Um. <laughs> Uh, you bring up a good point though, Mag. I think that that is probably its closest analogy is a, is a good Ghibli movie. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking like Ponyo, this kind of lives in the same space, I think as Ponyo does where it's like, it's not particularly like high stakes, uh, but it's just, it's just, got a it's lot just of good charm. vibes. It's just got a lot of good charm. Like half the movie. It's really, it's just, it's just a bunch of kids having fun. Yeah. Like there doesn't, yeah. there doesn't need to be like huge, like, again, like it's not, it's not that type of movie, but like, I'm glad it's just like. Just a guy being, just it guys being need, dudes. It doesn't need to be onward. Where if we don't get this crystal, the world's then we're end. never going to see our dad, uh, like <laughs> fully a more than legs. Uh, you know, like it's, it doesn't need to be that. It can be like, uh, yo, man, we just kind of want to get this bike because we want to check out the world. Oh wait, are we finding family? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> family. There you go. Uh, like Julia's great too, because like, like she, she has a place that hurts her home, but when she comes here, she feels like an outsider. So right. she tries to, to, to make herself like everyone else. And like, they're just like, Oh, there's the girl who vomits. I'm like, Oh, I think the I think the use of the grandma character was really good. Oh, grandma. Uh, it best. never felt like a, MVP. like a bit. It just felt like a good presence. When and the, logical one, when Luca leaves and she's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, open. yeah. Yeah. Just, just consistent, uh, consistent, solid work from the grandma. Oh, I come here every weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the reveal of the uncle was really good because he's uh, back in the dark and you don't see him until he lights up. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, there's the really poster. Strong. There's like the the creature from the Black Lagoon poster, and he's yes, like, yeah. he's like, oh, Lugo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was the um, one bit that I, I'm sorry, I'm out of it today. Uh, okay. I, I forgot what it was. Oh well. It's good. Though, uh, I good. think I think all the bits of the the parents looking for Luca. I thought that was a good use of that concept where like they could be passing each other in the town, but they don't know it because they've never seen each other in their human forms, so they don't know who to look out for. Yeah. Um, strong use of the 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 dolphin bit, so that <laughs> Luca actually knows they're around, but yeah, they yeah. don't know he's there yet. I thought all of that was very clever, very well worked around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, I love the concept of the fish as sheep. Uh, oh, the sheep fish. Yeah, fish, yeah. fish are dumb. Yeah. Um, fish are uh, like I like fish guys, but fish are dumb. Uh, are dumb. If they weren't dumb, we wouldn't be able to keep pulling them out in like gigantic nets from the ocean after like 
70 years oh, of yeah. doing that uh we wouldn't be able to do it still um but we can they're stupid uh they are it's a true. wet vegetable and this treated them as such i've never heard that that's great <laughs> a wet vegetable i gotta give credit kyle canane has a whole bit where oh, he calls yeah. fish are a wet vegetable they're just sitting there waiting to be plucked oh true um there there's a I lot of, that was really um, good there's a lot there's like six sequences where like lucas just daydreaming and yes. just like it's like oh this is what I'm, I'm thinking of and every one of wild them was, vespas yeah just wild vespas like wild horses uh beautiful wild dolphins if you notice they, they spring oh up over God. the flowers like dolphins because that's his concept of horses yeah because like sleeping under the fishes yes yeah. that's his concept of how animals move on land is still this that's incredible <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. really good I I really like the reveal of the two old ladies in the town me too the monsters I thought that was great, thought that was great. yeah, yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. I, I do love like I don't feel that the turn on like oh yeah we're all cool with sea monsters now is is too slick because it's clearly like the, because Julia's dad speaks Massimo, up for them yeah and he's like yo like I'll, I'll kill I'm you. a one armed man that will kill you <laughs> like <laughs> opens his eyes and he's yeah. like I'm looking all of you. yeah yeah uh, this he's very much a uh, reminiscent of the dad from. Um, cloudy with a chance of meatballs in that way that's who i'm thinking of yes. that's who the character i was thinking yeah of. yeah where, where where you rarely see his eyes except when the eyebrows yep. raise just a little uh yeah it's very reminiscent of that too 100 um he's got uh, that energy real quickly joe four seven 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 one is in the chat and says some fish are dumber than others that's true but like it's also like people like i'm pretty dumb there's so like, always a dumber fish there's always a there's always a dumber fish. oh no <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that it's really strong because it, it is just like you are a small enough village where like if that guy who could probably kill anybody in this village if they rub him the wrong way says they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. That's the <laughs> end of the debate about it, guys. And then they'll be sleeping with the fishes. No. Uh, uh, yeah. You mentioned the you mentioned the 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 uncle in the dark and the and the corner of the house. And as you just illuminate, it's terrifying. I yeah. love it. it. It shocked me the first, like when we first see it. I was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" Uh, I, I didn't like, know what this was going to be. Again, like he's he's barely in the movie, but like his eyes are just always wonking around. I'm yeah, just yeah. like, I just want to listen to this character. Like, I just want to listen to Sasha Baron Cohen be a silly fish all day. The creature, of the Black Lagoon gag, is so good. It is, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, great. Um, what else am I missing? Uh, I think the emotional beats are really good. Like again, like like the the, the sad it, stuff. I think works. I think it was a much stronger choice to have Alberto's dad have just abandoned him rather than die. Yes, I agree. Uh, yeah. I think that leaves a different kind of mark and impact, and I think they use that well for the story. Mm -hmm. That's um, yeah, yeah. And I thought they did a good job of how Luca comes to Alberto and says I'm sorry, and and you know how that ultimately resolves Alberto running to him during the race bringing the umbrella oh, God, so uh, good. Uh, they have a really good touching connection to each other i, I really liked it yeah and they win um, they well and they oh, win. oh uh one other thing uh in luca's daydreams one of my favorites is the one where it's him uh going to space and then going to rome uh oh, flying on da vinci's machines and i'm like what a great montage of like conveying him learning about human stuff mm -hmm. yeah. uh like the beautiful like i i understood immediately oh he's learning about these things without words we're just going through it and i'm like this is great this is fantastic it's beautiful um there's like the the his daydreams look like they're painted animation that he moves around in mm -hmm. um and i think it's incredible yeah uh Love it. Again, I wish I wish this is one I, I wish I could have seen on the big screen. Yeah, Before, I agree too. Uh okay, why don't we rate it? Uh Ryan. Ooh, what do I want to rate this bad boy? 
I'm going to give it a nine. I really liked it. I don't mm -hmm. think like it's, it's just nice and charming. And it's like, it's just like, I, I'll put this on again before some of the other Pixar movies. Cause like, it's, it's a little less, um, I can kind of just have it on. I must, that might sound negative. Nice if you want to vibe with it. If I want to vibe, yeah. Mm -hmm. If I just want some nice sixties uh, Italian vibes, like this is a good night. Uh, oh, Matt, and that, like the, the village looks so beautiful. Yeah. Mag says uh, no Ratzenberger cameo in Luca. That's true. Is we've, that true? We've actually been starting to lose the Ratzenberger cameo in every movie for a little bit. Um, it's been it's been slowly happening. Uh, but yes, you're correct. That's sad. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it is what it is. Your time comes eventually, I guess. Uh, Sparks, what would you rate it? Ten out of ten. Hell yeah! Uh, as as yeah, I, I have, like uh, as far as what this movie set out to do, and as far as what I hoped this movie to give me, it scored perfectly. So I. What why wouldn't I rate it a ten out of ten? It could not have done better. Hell yeah! As far as I'm concerned, uh, Ben says eight point five out of ten. And by that I, logic, Brandon, you're an eight. I am actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, 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 yep, I am an eight. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm an eight, but you know. Oh, okay. No, I, I, hey, eight point five. Be nice. Um. All right. So, shall we uh get into our book club then? Let's uh, let's exit into the book club. Let's uh, oh, oh, Ryan, yep. why don't you take it away? You have something to say, Sparks? <laughs> no, I was gonna I was gonna build transition, but um, <laughs> um, hey guys, it's the book club. It's my time. Um, it is no longer Pride Month, but I but I picked up a, a book dealing with uh, pride it doesn't stuff need anyway. to be pride it doesn't need to be pride exactly pride stuff. and i'm here for it guess what i don't know a goddamn thing about snagopus i don't know anything about snagopus the character uh so i decided to pick this book snagopus chronicles uh egg stage left because i thought it'd be a fun way to look into a character that i know nothing about um in a new way and you guys this book made me feel so many things i cried i laughed i was real bummed out because this is a very true story of america just happens to have a, a pink lion in it um i didn't know how real this book was going to be i should have known because i read flintstones and that book is insanely real and very uh political um this is probably even more it's about snagopus who is a gay playwright uh from mississippi and him dealing with mccarthyism and being a gay man in america it's wild i would love to hear your opinions on uh, should I read Ben's opinions first, or should we wait till, wait a bit? No, you guys are here. Let's talk about you guys. All right. Uh, I, I like this. I like this a lot. Can you give me a little more? Uh, well, not, you know. This is a, this is a, this is a I, book. I, right? <laughs> yeah, I really, I really like, I, I did really like this. Um, I really like the new voice for Snagglepuss. Uh, I think it works really well with the tone, because he's, uh, I couldn't personally hear his normal the voice that we normally hear in those old cartoons um, with this uh, with this character. I thought that the re the re characterizations of things like Quick Draw McGraw and Huckleberry Hound and uh, Doggy do uh, Doggy Daddy, Augie Doggy, Doggy Doggy. Sorry, or Augie Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different book. Sequel. Um, I thought they were surprising. I didn't see them coming, and I, I I thought their inclusion was really good. We've also got the uh, the the hippo. The hippo is another Peter, barbaric character. Peter. Oh, okay, I wasn't I wasn't too familiar with the hippo. The squid as well, I would imagine, right? So, yeah, Squidly's also. So I am not yeah. familiar. I mean, I know of these characters, but I have no collect connection to any Hanna Barbera stuff if they were not part of Adult Swim. 
because I grew up watching Ghost, uh, Space Ghost, Ghost to Coast, and, and, C- Harvey and Harvey Birdman and Sea Lab. So if any of those characters were on those shows, that's not what those Hanna Barbera shows are. So I have no real connection to these characters. So this book spoke to me on a level. Like these are just regular new characters to me. Like this is this isn't Snagglepuss from the fifties or whatever. Like, Which I think is, is totally fine. I don't yeah. think you need to. You I, need to. Uh, uh, just uh, readers and listeners, yeah. if you have vaguely heard, because we haven't gone into many details, it, it, I highly recommend if you just want to go read this. It is a six issue thing, Snagglepuss Chronicles as it's stage left. I highly recommend it. If anything we've set up to this point interests you, you don't need to know jack crap I about Hanna Barbera ca- characters to like this. Book. It's not about Hanna Barbera. It's about uh, it's about being gay in the fifties in America and and potentially being a communist in America uh, back when Snagglepuss is the vehicle, not the message. Yes, look at that vehicle, not the message. Um, in terms of writing, this is one of the strongest pieces of writing I've ever read in a comic book. Um, Mark Russell has a way of man of articulating things that like only comic book characters can say but it still feels super real like every other page he was spewing some like beautiful like lingo and i'm like oh my god that's like that's like on a wall someone would hang up like like Mm -hmm. like i just think it's it's a really really powerful book i Um, really enjoy the the scene with snagglepuss in front of the house on american committee yeah yeah uh i thought that was really powerful how he's like yelling at the at the lady and mentions the fact that um, uh, uh, Huckleberry Hound is dead, and yeah. seeing her take a pause, like, oh, I didn't mean for that to happen. But then immediately switching to being like, well, he shouldn't, he should have kept that a secret then, because having any uh, amount of humanity would be just insane, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so real quick, Brandon, because um, you didn't. Uh, I read Ryan's trade copy, um, but I don't think you had access to a trade copy. No. Um, no. The trade copy actually has a brief. A uh, piece at the beginning called uh, it's from the Suicide Squad Banana Slit special, um, and it's put into the trade. And it's actually the first time Snagglepuss was brought in front of the house, where he behaves much more uh, just the way he play, does wordplay when engaging with the house. It is his first encounter with the house that's referenced in the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, is much more he looks like his closer to his cartoon appearance, uh, and he does wordplay around them the same way which is why they're referencing the embarrassment it also has him telling Augie Doggy the story of the fire that's referenced at the very end with uh, oh. with the hippo running away um, and him talking about his philosophy as a playwright after that uh, it's really nice uh, I think it adds a lot of uh, the foundation of what the rest of the story is built on if you have the chance go ahead and check it out it's not that long um, yeah. there, I, I thought you'd be interested in that uh, it's it's really, really good. I haven't really said my overview thoughts about this. Uh, I did not think that a comic about Snagglepuss was probably going to be my favorite read of the year. But here we are. Uh, guys, I think a comic about Snagglepuss is my favorite read of the year. I have already ordered my own copy. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I can't not have this book on my shelf. This book is exceptionally good, guys. The, the, the... Something came over me like when I finished this comic. Like This can only exist in comic form. This could mm-hmm. this this comic could never be a movie. They could, could but it wouldn't be the same. <sighs> I wish like, it could be. It, but, I was sitting here like only because I want more people to have seen this. Yes, and that's what I mean. Like this. like they would never turn this into like a big no, thing. No, God, no. And like it, it is so powerful and it's so real. What's what's re- powerful and real about it is this is real. There are people like it's talking about Marilyn Monroe. And it's talking about people who worked for the Un-American Committee back in the fifties. Like a lot of these people are real. It talks about Khrushchev who run the the Soviet Union. All of these people are real except Snagglepuss. It's very Forrest Gump in that way that it, he he ties 
Snagglepuss's tied in seamlessly to real people and real events that happen. This isn't an alternate history. This is our history. This is our history. Yeah. Um, and I just I I could go. I, I have literally like a hundred pictures of every great piece of writing, and it just turns out it's the whole book. It's the whole book. Um, but there's a great line uh, that Snaggle's talking about the difference between television and television and theater. And he says television is about creating stars. Theater develops actors. Yeah. That is so so real that is so good well, I, also I love it at the same in that at the end of that same issue they revisit it when he sends clint eastwood uh out of his show <laughs> because he says you need to go do westerns mm-hmm. uh and gives him advice to act more like marilyn monroe uh um, you need to breathe out you need more, to do yeah. the breath thing more uh and and says stars are really important because they they show us things that we'd like to believe we can be yeah uh theater is important because it shows us who we actually who we are, are. yeah oh it's so good uh which i thought was new york I, i'm like that's a really good broad general analogy yeah honestly hey people come to new york for all that for two reasons talk either to disappear or to live the life they were always meant to like every single page has like some little like piece of wisdom that i'm just like hot dog so oh i God. i i kind of got what i was getting into a little bit in issue one but where it really hit me and i'm like oh i see what i'm getting into was when he's talking to pablo at the bar oh at, yes. in issue one and he says uh uh, Snagglepuss says to him, I understand, but this is different. This is America. And Pablo says, that's not an argument. It's a nightlight. And I went, well, you might as well it. just cancel tattoo Thomas. that on my heart because that's just, that's just America. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Hell yeah. Um, that's, that's a pretty good assessment of America. And unfortunately that's still a pretty good assessment today. Um, oh God. But yeah. One of the, one of the things that like shook me was getting to the end of issue one. And you have the couple that's attending an execution the way they would attend a theater show. The Rosenbergs, yeah. Uh, that was wildly uncomfortable. I'm pretty sure these are the actual people who were tried and they were executed for being communists in the 50s. So yes. like, yeah, uh-huh. and it's and it's it's so poignant and sad. Yeah. Um, this this book is doing a lot, uh, and it's doing it all really really well. And it and and it it still connects to the cartoons. That's what yeah, I that fully was, that, did. Yeah. That amazed me. Um, there's one scene. It's a scene that made me cry. It's the scene where where what's the horse's name? Uh, Quick Draw McGraw. Quick Draw McGraw. Um, he has a lover, and he goes to this gay bar, and he has to go to that gay bar and and raid it. His and, lover is Huckleberry. And his Hound. lover is Huckleberry Hound, and he's like, "Oh, hold on, nice to see you on, again, officer." Hold on, real quick. We need to take a quick pause. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> Famous cartoon character Quick Draw McGraw was the romantic lover of famous cartoon character Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> And he had to bust in on a raid to the gay bar that Huckleberry Hound, his lover, was in. Continue. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he has the acknowledgement of like, oh, I've seen you. Be- Hello, officer. Nice to see you again. And this is a movie. This, uh, maybe this, a this is this is a comic that's that's about that's about uh, uh, gay people. Right. But there's been no slurs. There's been no there's been no like real violence. It's been a very PG book so far. The one time they use a really, really aggressive slur in in, in the comic and it. it it ruined me. This is the most devastating page I've read in a comic. Yeah. Truly, like, maybe in, in years. Like The, the panel on Quick Draw's eyes right before is so, horse. Is so powerful. And it conveys so much of what's happening in that moment. Yeah. Um, this is very much a uh, kind of a mouse situation. Like, you can, I kind of only yeah. look at oh, what the, you're the looking at because it's not people. Yes um yeah uh, and it's kind of the only thing that makes it like you can accept even like going 
and reading this. Like, I legit like, like stopped reading it for a second because like that, that was that was too. so insane. I think there's actually a, a really du- a direct reference to Mouse uh, visually in this book. Um, the plays when the peep when the when it's humans playing animals, they have animal masks on. And Mouse before the second book starts, it has Art Spiegelman in a mouse mask okay, uh, yeah. doing narration. And I feel like that was a deliberate reference there. I love that. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I also just like that like if you're in theater, if you're a human or a dog, you still wear like the same fake noses. Yes. Like it's just it's it's the attention to detail that's incredible. Also like if you're an animal person, you don't wear pants. You don't yeah. wear pants. And it's just like they're all at a party and I'm just like, oh there's all they're just hanging. Uh yeah. I was I just I I can't go into how much I love this book. Like it is, it is, it is so real. It is such a real comic that's dealing with Snagglepuss and 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 Huckleberry Hound, all these characters that are like like and also Saturday real, morning cartoons and also working them into a time period of the you know this is the fifties. This is this is dealing with um, the rise of McCarthyism. This is dealing with um, the blacklisting of Hollywood and playwrights and all these things in pop culture because they were trying Majestic. to root out the, because they you know they were trying to root out. Uh, what they felt was like anti-American ideas, which essentially was, but it was saying like, you know, America as the concept that it works at is just not working. Uh, and what actually it needs to be addressed is uh, the needs of the marginalized and, and these people. And the more that pop culture leaned in that direction, they were like, uh, let's, let's go after them and say they're communists, but really we're going after people of color, people who are championing people of color, people of uh, different sexual uh, uh, identity or orientation or um, who were queer or you know what have you and that's that's what's going it was on an here excuse, yeah. um, and any works that would uplift them and anyone who's making those works uh, and it does all that really really well but at the same time that it's doing all that and it's supplanting these cartoon characters into it it's also referencing figures who existed at that time in the 50s like we see Marilyn Monroe DiMaggio we see. Uh, I can't Clint believe Eastwood. there was like entire pages of Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. Like what? What is this comic book? Uh, the, the, the the whole section on Marilyn um, between Snagglepuss is a conversation that obviously never happened because Snagglepuss is a fictional character, uh, but it feels like one that could have. Mm-hmm. Um, the way Marilyn uh, is known to have felt about her existence at that point in her life, um, it, it was really really strong. I really powerful. I didn't realize that that. Because again, I don't know these characters very well. Like that quick, that it was quick draw McGraw until issue six when he holds when up shows when he holds draw. up his poster, and I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like his way of like repentance. I'm like, I like I got caught and I messed up, and like I know, and like I just can't believe that this exists. Like this is truly yeah, like one either. of a kind. I can't. Either. And this makes me so excited to go and finish more of the Flintstones book because this is what the Flintstones is. Yeah. But like dealing with capitalism and the family and stuff, and I'm like, sure. Here. Mark Russell, man. And Mike, Mike Feeman did the art. The art's great. Um, but the like, art is great. This makes me want to look at because um, Mark Russell also did a couple books for DC, like Super Prez and like the One Percent, like these other books that were that were during like the 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 DC New You. Yeah, and like apparently those books are really good, but I never gave him a chance. But it's this guy, and I'm like, well, shit, if this guy has been doing this forever, then I'm like, I'm just gonna go and look up the rest of his books because like this is truly. Like a next level book. The book he has right now, it's second coming. It's Superman hanging out with Jesus Christ. That's what the yeah. book he's writing right now. Um, yeah, dude, like this this book is so good. This book is too good for for any podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
it's it's exceptionally good it, it the way it handles its politics the way it handles its characters um the fact that there's still <laughs> even just, uh, break. the the fact that there's still even just the stuff about uh you know you, you kind of know but like you know for sure at the end that Snagglepuss is visiting his own father uh who disowned him and didn't oh care my god when, I, when you queer. when you found that out oh my god dude um and uh uh, I will say, like his name's you know, Scotty. His name's uh, Scotty Lion. <laughs> if if you are going to check this out, like be really careful. The content warning, trigger warning. There's suicide in this. Um, it's uh, and I'm going to talk about it a bit here. So like, if you want to jump forward like two minutes, go ahead. Uh, because this is I understandably, and I I almost question if like it needed to be in this comic. Um, because we're already doing a lot, and I don't know that this particular button had to be pressed, but Huckleberry Hound does uh end up committing suicide in uh the story which it, but it is a I sad reality serves, i think it well. serves i think it does serve the the proper purpose i understand uh why i just understand that also there's a lot of discussion and also like this is not this is now this is not at the time when this comic was written but there is a lot more discussion about like Trauma. how we handle why we handle uh the use and implement the use of suicide as a as a character choice and mm-hmm. uh and things like that and i i do just I don't have a, a final idea on that. I'm not sure. I think it probably should be here. Um, but I will say, like, I definitely... It if, gives me pause. If Huck Jr. wasn't in the book, I might agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think, like, him specifically leaving in his suicide note, like, don't let him have... Don't let him, like, have the life that I have. Like, right. be, be there for him. Like, I think... That's... I think, uh, I think my problem with it um, is that the suicide is relevant for a lot of reasons but the one that i i question like if it should be here is because snagglepuss is able to use it as a way to kind of step over a moral ground above the house committee by saying you killed him you did this and it makes it like a little a little too clean it becomes a plot device that allows no, yeah, us to you. take that upper ground and like i don't know that suicide should ever be used it could have been for that kind of well. like you know the staple of the. Oh, I got like, you. I got you because of that, and yeah. that's that's where I go. Ooh, not sure about I, that. One. I I feel that. I can <clears> feel on that one. And yeah. that's uh, that's yeah. the part the part where like really like little little dicey on that one. No, not sure you. if that's how we should be we should be handling that. But otherwise, um, there's a lot of exceptionally good stuff. Uh, it, I I love the the upsetness I feel and and the accuracy that honestly exists of when we see Gigi go home. It's only one page, but we find out that she is also queer as she is doing this to people. As she has she has, she has that same night had the gay bar raided. Yeah. Um. But I think there's a lot of powerful stuff still in here that uh, represents the the optimism for where our country still can go. Uh, because it hasn't made it all the way there, but things like talking about um, right at the end when he visits the bar like five years later, and it's like, you know, what was important wasn't that you won the fight, it's that you proved, that you fought. It was that you proved that we could, yeah, that we could fight it. That was a very important line. Um, there, yeah. And I thought that was really good because there are figures that are not Snagglepuss that exist in our real life who certainly have championed that and opened the door to where those things have been fought for. Yeah, before. You, you didn't fight the system to win, SP. You fought to show that it can be done. Yeah beautiful um i thought the way they handled the relationship he has with his uh wife oh and uh pablo was really good uh this is a very excellent line from khrushchev mm. the leader of the soviet union capitalism doesn't make you creative it just makes you better at commodifying your victims yeah holy shit oh my god that this book is like full of just like mic drops man i can't uh, i can't they, believe this book is they like do this. a really cool thing where they um they 
have this sequence where he's imagining like uh what's nice about cartoon characters uh it's the last page of the whole thing that sagopus is explaining the levity of cartoon characters why it's nice um life can be too chaotic and absurd to expect happy endings. The happy ending we're being shown at the moment when he's expressing that is the idea that the Soviet leader and Nixon had a corn fight in a farm in America (laughs) uh, to kind of ease over their differences. And I'm like, that's a nice idea. Sure. Um, It it is really cool, like and unexpected the way that the comic ultimately pairs it down to quick draw Huckleberry Hound and, and Snagglepuss uh, becoming cartoon characters, even going so far as to reference Snagglepuss's original appearance as Snaggletooth, yeah. uh, where he yeah. was orange. Um, it's wild. They really went out of their way for it. It's it's really impressive. Uh, it Just exceptionally good writing throughout. Really, really powerful. Just a really bold book. Uh, and like, like, good on DC for like, even trying this. Like, this could have gone in so many different ways um but like you gotta you get a creative team like creative team like this and it's like yeah holy shit uh i hope that that more people check this out and i hope that in checking it out and having an interest for it you also go read more about this time period and the people who actually went through what snagglepuss is being portrayed to go through because a lot of people were affected by it we spoke about lovecraft country earlier we talked about earlier in our own fake nerds watch of lovecraft country because it's referenced at the time what they put poor judy garland through for this exact same thing judy garland was put through pretty much exactly the same thing that sagopus is going through in this comic um so it's well worth your time to to go spend a moment there's, and read about there's even like i think mark russell even pokes fun at like the comic what it's doing because he's like uh uh oh that's too bad i never understood the point of a thinly a thinly veiled uh, metaphor yes <laughs> and i'm like oh buddy you're funny yeah never never understood the point of a thin veil um uh, it's it's just it's just shockingly good um and it's weird that it exists and i and i i never would have picked it up but like i know mark russell's good and i know people liked it um and it was on sale so that's nice too uh just hell hell of a book man the the, the hippo i only know him from birdman and the only thing he says is did you get that thing i sent you so that's the only <laughs> thing i know him from um what a wild book i'm so glad i'm so glad i read it yeah uh it's i did not think that uh, I would want something different out of that Jellystone adaptation, but now I want something different <laughs> out of Jellystone. Could you imagine? Um, there's no world. Uh, it, it's it's wild uh, in every way, and it's wild in every good way. Um, I can't I can't praise this enough. This was an incredible pick. Yeah, um, I really uh, I really like that his last play was about Huckleberry Hound. I yeah. do too. Yeah, and that you you see that as it's unfolding very clearly. Uh, the way it's handled. I thought that was really, really good. I'm in a kennel of thieves! Did you guys ever see the movie The Majestic with Jim Carrey? Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, a long, mm-hmm. long time ago. It's, it's about the same thing. Oh, about McCarthyism and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, should I read Ben's thoughts? Heck yeah. Right, Ben's thoughts on the book club. I absolutely love this book. It throws you into this world uh, that you see in cartoons all the time where you have humans and animals doing their own thing and you just accept it. Snagglepuss is my favorite throughout the whole, whole book. And I've heard a very suave Nathan Lane when I was reading for him. Yeah. The one thing I heard JK Simmons. Oh, uh, the one thing I will criticize the book is that the lady who wanted SPs uh, SP to cooperate did not get any fallout. It was a shocker to see her, a lesbian, going after people just like her, but nothing become became of it. Even oh, wow. a panel... Huh? Oh, sorry. I was like, wow, isn't that America for you? 
even a panel of her and shame would have been enough for me. Uh, aside from that, the book is fantastic, and I can see why it won a GLAD award. The characters are great. The historical cameos are fun to see, and reading Snagglepuss be sassy is hilarious. Yeah, um, I, I, you're not supposed to see that lady get her come up. It's because that's what happened. That's because that's real life, and this is America. And obviously, that's <laughs> not what happened specifically in the yeah. Snagglepuss situation. But yes, the people who went after these people, nothing bad happened to them. Yeah, um, and some of them were closeted queers who take it out on others because it allows them to stay up in power like that's what happened i mean that's um, that's what happened with the, the horse ben hmm. needs to read more about mccarthyism um that's that's what we learned tonight guys i did want to spotlight one other line uh piece which is um the part where they're putting on the show for the night uh while snagglepuss has had to go the next day to the hearing and um the director is doing Snagglepuss was the only one who would hire me. He gave me my life back, which is a shame because after tomorrow, I'll probably have to pretend like I've never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's put on a good show. There's there's a lot of incredibly great lines. Uh, this is this is an amazing script. Just one second. Just one second. Mag says, now I need to check it out. Yes, you do, sir. Yeah, Mag. It's it's exceptional. Truly exceptional. Uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't spoil it on here. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, so it's my turn next week. Yes. I don't know what it is. I'll let you guys know. Um, but next week we're going to be talking about Black Widow. Finally oh here. my god. <laughs> we're finally here. We're finally here. Black I'm Widow. Really, I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, the I've MCU. Heard, I've heard everything around the board on reviews, so I'm so excited. The MCU is back on the big screen, or the small screen if you want to pay $30 on Disney+. Plus. Um... There you go. All right. So that'll do it for the show. Thank you all for coming. We greatly appreciate all your hey, support. Hey. Do we want to do a Black Widow bingo card? Hmm. Do we? I will. Really? I'll do it on my own. Okay. I'll think I'm, about that. I'll think because about I it. Hear, I can come up I with hear there are more surprises in this movie than you expect. So that makes me go, okay, where's my cameo brain going? <laughs> so uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus is the middle is the center one, right? No, they could cut her out if they're dumb. I don't know. <laughs> uh, real quickly, Mag says, very important, take care, guys. Happy 4th. Stay safe. Keep your pets safe tomorrow night and catch you later. You're yeah. best, Mag. Thank you, Mag. I, I I will be relying on Ryan and my fiance to take care of my pets because I have to work. Yes. But thank you. Tomorrow will be very difficult on pets. Yep, yeah. it's um, going to be really hard. I may or right. may not have already called 911 on people. It, it was loud out here. It was bad. Well, you can check out some of our other shows on this network. We got a plethora of them. You can check out such as Conversation, which is my uh, which is my show where I talk to podcasters and whatnot. Um, my most recent episode with Reese Devlin from the Crake and Banter podcast that's up now. Um, check that out. Of course, you can check out the other shows on this YouTube channel. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel. And you can check out our other shows such as Fake Nerds Watch, which we've mentioned multiple times. Lovecraft Country. We've done that. Uh, we've done many shows, and we're currently going through Loki. Episode three is in the is linked below, and episode four will be recorded soon, so that'll come up soon. Um, you can check out Basement Arcade and Basement Arcade Pause Menu if you're not tired of E3. Basement Arcade Pause Menu did a whole thing with um, Inga from Adult Talking Anime and Patrick Brickhouse from that show that we definitely talked about. Retro Blast Podcast. Retro Black Blast Podcast. Uh, he talks to them about E3 and whatnot, so that's linked below as well. Of course, the Fakner Book Club and Animation Station, our newest show. You can find all those shows up on 
this channel. Um, wear a mask if you want. Don't wear a mask if you don't want, but you can check out some masks. We got the Crafted by Z mask still available. Got a couple of those left. Um, if you want a fun souvenir from the worst year and a half of our lives. <laughs> so far. <laughs> um, uh, and of course, our Patreon, which I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up again at the end of the show. Our Patreon now has a new shirt up until October 1st. Don't be a dick. If I could have made... Do you if think I, that's how that's all folks goes? Isn't that, isn't that what it is? No. It's not... That's That's what I was doing. Oh, okay. It yeah. didn't sound like yeah. that. <laughs> Got it. Um, it's designed... In, for those of you who can't see it, it's designed in the That's All Folks logo from the end of the Looney Tunes cartoons. If I could have made that into a graphic with that song, I would have. Copyright. Uh, but I cannot. I don't have that skill. Um, check it out. Uh, that's at the $10 tier. You can check out, of course, our other tiers on Patreon. Linked below. Uh, $1 tier, $5 tier. $10 tier, as I mentioned, and the $20 tier. Um, and of course, you can check out our Tee Public, our new shirt for Animation Station. That's up there now. Uh, you can, I think they're actually 35% off right now, all shirts. So check that out. Links below. And of course, our website, where you can find all of these links. Uh, that's also linked below at www.fakenerdpodcast.com. Thank you to everyone who listens to the show. Thank you to everyone who watches the live stream. Thank you to everyone who just watches the replay. You guys are all great. We love our fans. Or we love our the fans is weird. I don't like that that we have fans. We have friends. Ooh. That's that's a little I wouldn't personal. go that far though. Yeah, but okay, I wouldn't say enough. acquaintances either. None of, none, of, none of you should be calling me and asking me to help you move. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we greatly appreciate all of you for your support um over the years. Uh you can and uh thank you. Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci, uh who's our interim music you've heard through the night. Uh, through the podcast, every theme song for every show we have. A uh, new theme for Basement Arcade when that gets up and running again. Forever. Um, so you can check out his stuff at Jeremy Belucci Keyboards. Of course, his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, um, on iTunes at Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike Patola for designing our new Patreon exclusive shirt don't be a dick um and our last patreon exclusive shirt and our logos uh, some of our logos he's a great friend he's been on the show we love him you can find him at mike patola on instagram and twitter you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook all at fake nerd podcast fake nerd guys at gmail.com if i had to get in touch with us personally i am at bt mcclure on instagram and twitter ben is at ben magna 27 at instagram and twitter sparks uh you can find me um, very excited to honestly read that Snaggle Post comic again in the near future. Uh, best read of the year. Go check it out at Sparks Witty on Instagram, Twitter, SPA, or Casey Witty. Ryan. Will I read some comic books tomorrow? We'll find out at DJ Tony Snark. Is it your day off? <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. he will. Because tomorrow will. we normally record tomorrow and watch movies, but I tomorrow off. Oh, I felt like it was Sunday. <laughs> I know. I work tomorrow. I know. Welcome. We're recording. I know, life's strange. My life is my life is well, it is currently Sunday. It's true. Oh no. Sunday, Don't Sunday. tell me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be all kinds of messed up. <laughs> I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say to the audience what I do for my job, but I will tell you guys who know that I fell asleep last night because I was in training just dreaming about buttons and consoles oh, and letters. No. And I'm like, uh, uh. That's how you know. <laughs> All right, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcasts, and Pandora. Rate and review.
What'd you say? Did you work on a steamboat? Can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Buttons? It's Steamboat Billy Jr., right? That's yeah, right. can neither confirm nor deny anything. He's the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Rate and review wherever you get us. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, like this video, subscribe to the channel, and until next week, guys. Silencio, Bruno.